So you remember, remember the whole like Punnett Square thing? So he he created a kit that so if people do this plants all the time i think they try to troy might know more about that kind of thing oh where, that is what you're talking about okay. <laughs> since you're meant by punnett square yeah where you kind of take different uh <coughs> species of plants maybe and try to grow something new right, exactly. and there's actually a calculated process because it's a very simple <laughs> organism that actually you could follow like a cookbook for these things and create the result if you are really diligent with it and follow all the instructions properly they like sell something like that. So this guy was doing that with like organic, like live matter, like chickens and shit like that. <laughs> wow. And he like gave you, he like sold you syringes with the chemicals with these things or something. And it was. So you just, wait, 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 Right, this dominant gene, we want the rooster to have blue eyes, uh, yeah. but also blonde hair. This guy just created the gas station glory hole. Yeah, it was like, like it. it was gas station crisper, I yeah. think. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? It's Troy. Matt. This is 40th Street. It's pretty. It's like Rolling Rock, pretty standard. Are the others going? Mm-hmm. Oh, I just started the pod, so. When'd you start? Like before. I wish I got vitamin R on there. <laughs> we can say it again. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. Well, now we're on the <laughs> Hey, David, you know what they call that beer? <laughs> vitamin Vitamin R sounds like vitamin a swear word. Did you just press the top? Yeah, and it's it's okay. seven seconds. Yeah, we're going. We're going. Don't say the R. The R word, dude. Um, that yeah. would be Rainier. That would be Rainier. Uh, have you climbed or have you been to Rainier? No, I. Uh, where Rainier's in Oregon, right? Or Washington? Yeah. Yeah, Washington. Washington. Like, yeah, I haven't been right here. I've seen it. Uh, I think when you fly into Chilly. Washington, you can see like most of the mountains there. Yeah. Um, Wait, Trey, you have to bring us in. What time is it? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> or what date? December 6th. 9th? All right, it's December 9th. 9th. It is 9.30 p.m. Mm. We're here with our roommate, David. Some of you might know him. He's been a guest before. It's actually 9.40. Sorry. For some reason, I had this glitch on my computer. It knows my time zone's PST. I've double-checked. It still says 3.36 p.m. Like, it's six hours off and four minutes off. You're and still supposed to be working right now, dude. No, I mean, it's, it's watching, like, HTML pages. open date and time preferences, <laughs> and it's, like, Pacific time zone. I don't know. It's some hackers in your <laughs> yeah, computer. Right. I'm, so, I'm very confused as to why it still is. Anyway. Wait, what's the zone? PST. We are PST. Yeah, but it still has the time. It's three thirty-six p.m. I closest city, Huntington Beach. It says. What would be three? Th- what would be three thirty-six p.m. right now? Six hours. So Korea. Yeah. 
Japan. No, that seemed like they'd be longer. Yeah. Well, it's, it, we're six yeah. hours before. You're in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Pacific Ocean. Yeah, so you're like <laughs> west of Hawaii. Like Hawaii, like minus west two. Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hawaii is two off. So when I was in Singapore, it was twelve hours from the East Coast. Twelve hours, yeah. or from the East Coast. So two. it was 50, Nine, yeah, 15 yeah. west. Was the difference? So it was east of you. There's more Pacific Isles. Yeah, like Guam yeah. is the earlier time zone or something like that. Oh, I think I actually, it, I just fixed it. I just had to click the lock and unclick it again. Dude, Dude hell yeah. I think I'm a hacker. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, we can't get the mics to totally work, but we could fix our yeah. date but and the time. But the time is right. This is, this is the most, Maybe the mics didn't work because the time is wrong. Yeah. This is the most boomer Probably. part of a pod we've ever done. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> the time is wrong. <laughs> And by the way, like two of us are engineers. Yeah, uh, and Troy's not no schmuck with like technical Complete dude, failure. <laughs> there's like, there's no figuring out like audio settings. I feel like every call I'm on, some fucker just like can't speak or like their mic isn't working. Every single work call I'm on. Yeah. Just like an eternal problem. Yeah, it's the great irony because every CEO giving a speech or like at all hands likes to crack the joke. Like when the AV doesn't work during the all hands, like while he's on the stage. Like we like just to pass the time, he always has it in his back pocket. Huh, yeah, we're trying to build rockets, but we can't figure <laughs> out a mic. <laughs> God, and it's like kind of true. And then when it <laughs> turned into Zoom culture, it was like that on steroids. Heard huh. a million times. You have you're on mute. I think my dad actually from his job, they started sending people mugs, like coffee mugs, and like you're on mute. Like it was like quotes from what you hear on Zoom. It was so cheesy. We just some... like don't jerk off in the camera on a mode. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think I ever have my camera on anymore when I'm on a call. I used to, and then just like I feel like my company just jointly agreed, eh, no camera. We yeah. had all hands on Friday, and everyone's sort of dressed up, not dressed up, but like you know, their faces are showing. But like, eighty percent of my calls, no face. Yeah. Well, it is. So it's. I kind of. It's weird if you're the one person hosting the session and you're the only one with your camera on because it's yeah. like you're talking to no one. Yeah. But it's also weird if you're just like a fucking face on a screen, yeah. not interacting at all. Yeah. You're just like there to be to simulate some presence yep. for whoever's hosting the the meeting. Yeah. I, I mean, half my calls are just stand up, you know. I'm not sure if they do something similar. Like yeah, yeah. Like, well, I mean, I'm talking more about the more like right. or less often, yeah. um, bigger meetings where they're company wide or right. department wide, and you have someone really organizing it and administering the right. the event. Um, you figure it out, Troy? Yeah, yeah. No, we're chilling. There's just some weird shit was happening. We're good. So we we didn't lose. No, we didn't okay. lose nothing. Uh, if it crashes or something, we'll know. So is this the latest you guys have started a pod? No, we started at 10 once. Yeah, with Cap. No, I think it was just you and I. It was just you and I? Okay. Actually, we started late with Cap, too. Um, but, yeah, I don't think we've ever started one really early. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, it's good to be back. I yeah, second time. Good, to, good to get David on the phone. You uh, Last time you were on, we didn't have the GoPros. So. No, no. Yeah, people can do a face of the name. Now. Yeah, I yeah, think exactly. I just showed up drunk. Yeah, you yeah. did. Yeah. And, and that was that. Nothing wrong with that. A lot right with that, actually. Yeah, that's kind of the, uh, you know, 
the origin story of 40th Street actually to show up with a microphone drunk. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, now I literally get drunk yeah, on yeah, the yeah. pod. I come home from the gym with a lot of fucking retarded ideas <laughs> for me. <laughs> uh, retarded ideas are the best ideas. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but our guest David here, uh, our guest and roommate, good friend, he actually recently. We were, we were, we were talking about Rainier, which is. Uh, that's actually a mountain I really want to climb. Okay. But speaking of physical feats, David just went on this insane. What would you call it? Was it, it wasn't like an Iron Man thing? Uh, right? No, 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 no. I, uh, I don't know. It's like a run, dude. I wouldn't call it a run. I've done a lot of runs. This was something between a run and uh, a suffer fest. So I, I mean, suffer, I did the, suffer fest twenty twenty two. Yeah, right. It's called Ragnar. Um, Ragnar. Ragnar. And it's like a... I don't know if it's global. Is that a palindrome? Rag- no. Close. No. Uh, it would have to be, be Ragnar. Ragnagger. Uh, Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Someone beat that out. <laughs> um, no, no, no. It's 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 not that. Uh, it's a Ragnar. It's a national thing, and, like, they, they host these races all around the country. By the way, I found out after I ran it, uh, after doing some research, funny, I do research after I run yeah, the fucking right, national, right. that this is like the hardest one they do. The SoCal one. And, th- well, there's a few in SoCal. This okay. is the trail SoCal one. Uh, and it was exacerbated by the fact that, you know, it's 25. So, okay, here, here, here's what happened. So, like, like Matt said, I did a Ragnar. This was originally planned two years ago. We were going to do the street race between San Diego and Huntington Beach. Which That's is perfect. also a Ragnar? It's or? a Ragnar. Okay. It's, it's called... I, I just clicked on that one. That it's one called a road Ragnar. Doable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally doable. Like, maybe you probably run, like, 20 miles in total. Uh, I think most of the effort goes into sort of logistics because you got to, like, get a van and, you know, figure all this shit out. Um, got canceled because of COVID. So uh, we basically just put it off. You know, we had our deposits in. You okay. could basically sign up for any Ragnar. So, like, two or three months ago, uh, our team captain, who happens to be my cousin, who is, you know, fucking phenomenal runner, mm-hmm. uh, was like, hey, you know, let's let's do the trail run. Like, I can get us in right now. Uh, and, you know, this should have been a red flag to me. And he was like, yeah, like, I was just so surprised <laughs> that there were still spots left. And I was like, oh, that's crazy, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. lucky yeah. us. Yeah, lucky us. Yeah. Uh, fast forward three months later, half of us are, like, injured. It's an eight-person race. Uh, I'm not in very good shape, at least not compared to what I was when I was training for the last one. You mean um, the one when you were planning two years ago, like the right, original? Correct, right, correct. Yeah, correct. Yeah. And I was training in Telluride back then, uh, which is gnarly. Dude, training at 9,000 feet is fucking gnarly. Yeah, I um, saw this funny-ass... Because, uh, you know, athletes go train at altitude. Someone like... It was like some young person on Twitter. They're like, yeah, I feel like... Uh, move, or moving from LA to San Francisco, like dating in LA is like training at altitude when you move to San Francisco <laughs> and start dating because everyone's just like way more of a beginner. <laughs> yeah. A lot of Indian dudes. Yeah, exactly. I So, anyways, I don't want to like go to, maybe I should go deep into it. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, you know, we showed up, you know, plucky with uh, a lot of heart and spirit. <laughs> so were you not a whole whole lot of right to be there and just fucking suffered 
for 24 hours. So we had seven runners, two of which had to drop out due to injuries. During the race or before? Uh, one, both, oh, two of them during. during. So we had seven to start, <coughs> five. five to end. Okay. Two of them did like half the, they just didn't do the seven mi- 7.9 miler. Um, and holy shit, man. I, so I, I had three legs. Everyone has three legs unless mm-hmm. you have to drop out. Uh, and then other people had to cover those. So legs. each leg is how many miles? Varying distances. So there's green, yellow, red. And that's from easiest to hardest. Green was three, yellow was like 3.2, red was eight. And you're probably thinking, you know, three? Like, I can yeah, just yeah, run yeah. that. I can just go outside and run that, you know? Mm-hmm. No. No, dude. Like, <laughs> that's that was my thought. I was like, okay, I'm going to have two easy runs. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not in great shape, but I can fucking knock it out, and then I'll just suffer my ass through the eight-miler if I pull a hamstring, like, whatever. I don't have to run for six months until my next race, yeah. whatever that is. And... I just remember, like, because for me, that was the order. It was green, yellow, red. Easiest to hardest. I remember being on my green leg, and I was 20 minutes into it, and I was like, I'm probably, like, halfway through this shit. I'm fucking hiking. Like, I'm literally yeah. walking. <laughs> and I, I just, I, you literally couldn't run. Like, it, it was, running, you would have gone the same speed as walking. Was it a hiking trail, or was it just, like, very steep? It was a hiking trail. Yeah, okay. it, was a, it was a trail. Right? So it's it's just called like, the Ragnar Trail. How do they? How do they decide that? You know, I mean, like, yeah, I guess like this one might be fine for people that are, like have a race on. Dude, in like two weeks, you see like grandmothers like going on their like. So it says the red loop, the elevation gain loss is twenty three hundred. They're wrong. It's it's more than that. It's more than that. Okay, because the green it says six hundred. Every single one doesn't... was more because I we had watches <laughs> and we actually tested it. It's more than that. It's more like uh, eight hundred for the for the green, just over a thousand for the yellow, okay. and for the uh, for the red, it's like almost three thousand. <laughs> it's insane, dude. I mean, the red. So I ran that last, and I was lucky. I got to run that during the day, the following yeah. day after getting no sleep. You know, twenty five degree weather. They clearly weren't prepared. Right. That's uh, fine. You know, who, who can blame them? Who thinks it's gonna be cold in California? Yeah. Uh, but dude, I'm already dead. I've done two loops. And I just told my, I told my friends, I was like, look, this is going to be the slowest you've ever seen someone run. I will be back in three hours. <laughs> three hours for eight miles. Like a three so hour you, you don't have to do the, you don't have to do the math. That's yeah. really fucking slow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, look, I'll be back in three miles or three hours. Excuse me. And I remember I was, I was running it. I did okay. Uh, um, in fact, my pace was decent. It did take me three fucking hours though. And I remember I was running the last part, uh, you know, because you've got to look sick coming into the finish. Yeah. Line. Yeah. And my buddy, who was shit talking me the whole time, uh, you know, because he's got to, as I'm running in, he, he like points at his clock and he's like on the fucking dot. I'm suffering, right? Like I can barely hear. I've got like blood pumping mm-hmm. through my ears, you know, and I just hear him go on the dot <laughs> and I finished and I literally finished three hours in the dark. No way. <laughs> no fucking way. What's that? your teammate? I can, I can look at the results. Uh, I have no, literally no idea. Oh, okay. You don't know uh, because, no, no, I mean, no. There's we, a lot of groups. We, no way. so we, okay, this is the best part, right? Okay, a few things. One, uh, they seed you based on your, like, uh, the times you enter for your 10K. So, like, maybe a month before you race, you, like, register your team, and everyone on your team enters, like, their 10K time. If you're just sort of running, you're not, like, racing. Right. 
Now, I think I told one of you this, but based on the average of your times for your team, mm-hmm. they seed you, right? So if you're fast, they're going to start you later. They stagger everyone. So the last teams to start start at 2 p.m. on Friday. The first team start at 7 a.m. That way, everyone finishes around yeah. 24 hour. Well, well, the people who are fast, they yeah. have an advantage. Yeah, they right? all end up compressing. Yeah. So we were seated 2 p.m. because we're all lazy fuckers. <laughs> and the two that aren't lazy fuckers, the ones that run, only are the only times. ones that registered. Okay. So our fucking average time, our average mile for a 10K was 6 minutes and 45 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy as shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we were seated for 2 p.m. So we were basically just racing against the clock. Yeah. Uh, but we don't have a team name. We forgot to submit one. So mm. it was something like... It was like... Uh, I mean, there's a lot of teams. There's like hundreds of teams, so... It's literally like their, their default... But like, uh, like it was, it was like is. default team two or something because we there were two teams that didn't. It was something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see us. You'll even see my awful eight mile time. Uh, so who was that? The worst time of your team, or did someone else like for the eight mile? Uh, probably um, because. Well, I'm not going to give myself excuses, <laughs> but only the fast people end up running eight miles, right? Because the ones that couldn't didn't. So the you mean the people that got hurt. injured? Yeah. Oh, okay. So they didn't run the eight miles. Uh, so gotcha. I think I was, if not last, I was close to last. Um, which is a little depressing, I guess. So in total, it's kind of like a half marathon with 4,000 and elevation change about. And then also going downhill, too. The same amount. That's really a succinct way of putting it. It's really fucking hard to describe to you yeah. how much four thousand feet of elevation. No, I know how. I've, I've done a lot of hikes. That's that alone is Dude, hard to do. It's insane. <laughs> I, I'm not saying it. I'm not trying to downplay. No, I, no, no. Like, I know. I could if I did one just five thousand grade hike out and back, I would be fucking dead. Yeah. And that that's not even running it. You know. Yeah. Did the uh, did the winner get something? Shirt. Prize? I have no idea. No, okay. Uh, we we got medals. Nice. That's cool. Because we participated. <laughs> we got participation medals. Yeah, these like, it's actually, I'm using it as a cup holder. It's that like brown, like you can see it on my desk. Right. Yeah. Um, it's a wood medal. I guess that's a joke somehow with a little uh, like a bottle opener on it. Yeah. Dude, actually that reminded me because on one of my mountaineering trips I went on, which wasn't, it was actually in Washington. It wasn't in, it wasn't right near. It was uh, the North Cascades. Cool. We summited one day, and I think the summit wasn't that high. It was like 10,000 feet. So nothing like in the 12,000 range where that's crazy. But we had been already camping on the mountain probably at like 8,000 feet for eight or nine, maybe. Probably eight uh, for like three or four days. And the day we summited, we were actually supposed to stay back at the base camp before summiting um, an extra day, but everyone just wanted to leave. Yeah. And so we went back down to basically where the parking lot was at the base of the mountain. And so in that day total, I went from like 8,000 to 10,000 and then all the way back down to sea level basically. And I remember, I thought I was like on drugs or something. It was like such a sharp change after hacking, uh, hiking too with like sixty pound pack. Yeah. And I, I literally was like started hallucinating uh, when I got to the bottom. I remember, 
I the sensation was as if I was like just wasted and I remember hearing things and uh, any sort of noise from another person talking was just hyper amplified like I felt like I was like turning into this like <laughs> animal, random. like a dog or something. It sounds like, like the start of the rat story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I had to drive in my car, and I remember everyone like kind of looking at me before we got in the car, and like they're like, oh, "You're okay, right?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just gonna like chill. I'm like really tired for a little." And so they all drove off, and I like waited there for thirty minutes and and took it. But yeah, that that will that trip. That descent, which wasn't even the uh, ascent, by the way, is going on the way back down. That put in perspective, like, how much fucking altitude oh, yeah. uh, exercise will just kick your ass. Oh, yeah. Any significant delta, and you don't have to be going at a fast pace at all. Yeah. And it'll just, you know. Because it's so, we, we don't think about how it, oxygen levels, like, change, you know. Uh, we're, we're, you know, we, we're bitches. We live at sea level. You know? yep. Oh, yeah, for <laughs> We got sure. this, like, fucking thick-ass O2 going in our in our lungs. So. Oh, I mean, I, I got used to it. I lived in 9,000 feet for, like, three or four years. Yeah. Yeah, um, you were in, in Colorado. Yeah. Uh, so you went to college at Boulder. No, I went to college UVA. Oh, yeah, UVA. UVA. Sorry, out sorry. East. Um, Will went to Boulder. Will went to Boulder. Yeah. Uh, funny. He, he, li- he grew up out east near UVA, moved to Boulder. I grew up out west, went to UVA. Um... But yeah, after college, I went to live in Telluride. I lived in LA for like two years. Was that mostly for skiing purposes, or yeah, for sure? I mean, I you know I'd grown up going there. I had friends there, um, but I mainly moved there to ski because like I was working remote. I can live wherever the fuck I want. You know? Yeah, I would. I would have been surprised if like. Because after college, it's kind of like, where's your network, you know? Yeah. The UVA network is big in uh, Boulder, Colorado. <laughs> it's definitely not. <laughs> it's fairly big out here. You'd be surprised. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's not so big out in Colorado. Um, but, yeah, man, it's, dude, it's crazy trying to get in shape out there. You're just, like, you're basically just, like, running with, like, you know, a tire tied behind your back. And just, like, yeah, you know. Um, but... It's funny you have like a uh, uh, that was a the, the hike you did out in, in Washington, right? It was the North Cascades. North Cascades. The, the mountain was Mount Shuxon. Uh, it, it was not like a, it's not a challenging mountain. It's more of like a technical one where Got it's it. good to learn like how to scramble, cool. like glacier traversing, all that kind of Very thing. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the way we did it was not probably the smartest. Where you fucking summited. After camping at altitude and then going all the way down right. to see them all that right. that day, and we're all beginners too, so it's like no one's I, used to it. Dude, I gotta tell you about the first fourteen I hiked, um, which was in in the San Juans, which is where Telluride, the town I lived mm-hmm. in, is nestled. Um, and it was with my French buddy. This is during college. I have it on Instagram because this this whole thing is so funny to me. But like, we're both just the kind of dudes that just. You know, fuck it, let's just try it. You know, zero yeah. fucking planning. This is maybe like June or July. Also, also a lot of those, like the 14,000 peaks in Colorado, aren't they like designed as day hikes or? Yes, it depends on how you do it. Like so you start really high, This right? one you start high. Okay. So we, it's called Sneffels Mountain. <clears throat> as the crow flies, it's maybe 20 minutes from Tyride to drive probably takes three hours kind of drive around the range um and so we (laughs) we drove there you know the day before and decided to camp uh 
not the base of it, but like in a, a basin called Yankee Boy Basin, which is probably a few thousand feet from the summit. And uh, I remember I was with Jean, and we sort of drove up through the valley to where the campers were. And we saw these people camping. Obviously, they were going to summit the next day, you know, wake up really early to avoid, you know, rain clouds or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and summon it. And we were talking, like, oh, we could camp here. And then, like, we spied this sick spot, like, further up. And we were just, like, you know, why is no one there? Let's go there. Mm-hmm. So we drive up further. Or rather, we park our car and hike up further with all our stuff. And we set up, i got to show you this picture. Uh, and we set, we set up our tent um, here. Beautiful, beautiful area, right? Look at that. Oh, shit. Gorgeous. It's, uh, how would I describe this? It's David's tent overlooking like a, a very large valley. Yeah, it has, it's still snow capped a bit. But then the other side, that obviously probably has more so wind. So behind the photographer is, is, melted. is where, this, where this peaks And are. there's just like a perfect flat area that's perfect for pitching a tent. Right. Wasn't so perfect. <laughs> well, oh, did it start raining? <laughs> Dude, or, you can't really see it here, but we set the tent up and we're making bratwurst, right? We got like a portable <laughs> stove, like a gas stove, we're making bratwurst. And I hear Sean go, <laughs> what's that? And he's like very French accent. <clears throat> I'm like, what? And we sort of look forward down the valley we see like a tinge of like rain clouds and i'm like eh no probably not a big deal like we'll chill here at night and if it rains tomorrow we'll just leave earlier like you know we won't go uh fast forward 10 minutes and within the next 15 minutes like fucking clouds just came climbing out through the yeah, valley yeah. and we were like minutes from just getting pelted by lightning because if you <laughs> look like on the top of the if you look at this picture we are about as exposed yeah. as yeah, you yeah. can possibly be. Yeah. So I still have an image in my head of like both of us. I've got like a like a pan full of bratwurst boiling and I'm running down the fucking mountain. I've got like a tent around my arm and we're just like springing down the fucking mountain to where everybody else was like tail tucked between our legs. We set up and then the next the next day we climbed. So no one was like, hey, dumbasses. Oh, I'm sure they were. Oh, they okay. didn't say it. They, they didn't, didn't vocalize it. Okay. it. Wait, so how much further up was that spot from where everyone else was? I would say 500 feet. Oh, not, that's not, not, not a ton. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, as long as you're above the tree line, you're sort of fucked. You know, I don't want to be exposed yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. It's just so stupid. Like, why would you <laughs> Why would you camp there overnight? Yeah. It did make for a sick Instagram. Though. <clears throat> but here's what happened. So the next morning, uh, we... Decided to hike. We probably left at like six, five or six a.m. Um, and we didn't really know the route up. Most fourteeners, you have like multiple routes you can take, and those routes have ratings based on how difficult they are, or technical they are. We were following this Swiss couple, um, and we realized we'd made a mistake, and we saw them take out their ice pick. <laughs> and there's two primary routes of Sneffels. One, which is what sort of uh, designates it as a pretty simple 14er right mm-hmm. it's not technical you can just sort of hike and scramble like you said uh the other route is a very technical route that goes around the back and you're basically bouldering and in june when there's still snow you're yeah. sort of ice climbing yeah up the side of it with a probably 1500 foot vertical drop so we get to that point uh and we look at this couple and they're looking at us and they're like hey what's up they're like, hey, what's uh, what's that? 
they're like, oh, you know, this is a pretty technical climb. Like, and they point to the boulders, and there's like fucking ice over them. Yeah, it's yeah. literally snow. And we just say, like, you know, we're going to do our best. <laughs> so <laughs> we just, like, followed them uh, for maybe two hours as they essentially, like, pointed us out, like, the safe routes. So you accidentally went on we the hard did, alpine route. Yeah, correct. Okay. Uh, without any equipment, super technical, uh, hungover, <laughs> and tired. So it must have diverged pretty early on. It was like, <laughs> we can't go back. So we ended way. up going down the way that you're supposed to go up for the easy route. Right, right. Uh, and realized, you know, how, how much of an idiot we were. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Was Dude. the Swiss couple just like, we're going to watch these two die? They Dude. probably thought that might happen. <laughs> that that was happen. nice of them. I've noticed on mountains, on hikes, if you're unprepared... Some people are like assholes about it. They're like, "Get the fuck out of here!" You like, you know. I think it would. I think some of where that comes from is like saving and rescue operations are risky for the person doing it. One hundred percent. So it is like kind of a you're, you're not you're being for, yeah you're yeah. being kind of selfish by taking the risk. No, I I don't blame people. Like you know, like uh, ski rescuers, like they will literally there'll be signs and they'll just say, "We're not going to get you if you do this." Yeah, like, yeah. We will. We might recover your body in the spring, but <laughs> oh, it's just not yeah. worth it yeah. for us to go in and get you. Yeah. And they're like, they're straight up about it. You know, there'll be a sign. I'll be like, if you fucking do this alive or dead, you're on your own. Yeah, dude. That reminds me of my Euro trip. Um, after I graduated college, uh, I was with like four other buddies, and we were in Norway, and. We just asked our other friend who was in our fraternity at, at in college, who was back in Norway over the summer. He was a Norwegian. Right. Um, so he just, like, went to USC uh, and then would fly back and stay with his family in the summers. And so he, like, hosted us while we were there. Right. And we're like, hey, uh, you know, what's there to do in Oslo? We've kind of seen the city. Uh, you know, any recommendations? And he basically recommended us this crazy probably like 14 mile out and back hike to this place called Trotunga. Um, Trotunga? Yeah. It sounds like that. Trotunga. If you, you, <laughs> you would recognize the place. You, you know that photo a lot of people have where it's like that rock that's just jutting out over a giant fjord and like there's a, uh, a, a fjord is basically like a big yeah. kind of a giant river that yeah. is kind of combined with the ocean. Uh yeah, so it was it was that hike, uh, and he didn't explain to us like the level of difficulty that this was. And I shit you not, the f we're, we're not prepared. We're on a backpacking trip to get like fucked up in Europe, like go to bars, drink, like talk to European chicks, basically. Uh, not not any active stuff right, was right, on our right, itinerary right. to say the least. Uh, but we're kind of we just kind of had the attitude, you know, when in Rome, Alex <coughs> Alex suggested this, like we got to go do it. So we drive like five hours to get there, and two of my buddies are completely out of shape. I mean, I was pretty out of shape too because it's the you know, right after you graduate college, right. you have that semester of a giant bender, basically. Right. The abuse semester. Right? Yeah. And the first, like, part of the hike, it was probably like three miles, just basically walking upstairs. And you're walking up these giant rock stairs, and it's like, oh, this is fucking horrible. Like, why the hell are we here? Um, and then after that, it kind of 
chills out as far as like the physical stuff we like look and the whole rest of it is basically walking along a fjord in the ice and snow and we're just in like shorts and converse and we're like what the fuck are we doing here uh (laughs) and uh we're like passing people as they're walking by like oh like people are kind of like they're norwegian though because you're way out there in the country these people don't speak much english at all they're just like giving us weird looks like these where did these cartoon characters come from you know what i mean like we didn't take the acid this time honey american pie movie i mean the view at the end does look nice yeah yeah it doesn't give any like that kind of looks like you just drive up to this rock and go there it doesn't no you want to know what surprises me that you managed to spell that and find it Based on what he said, I didn't. Tortuga. I, Google did a great job for it. I typed in Tortuga Fjords and it just <laughs> popped right so up. So I think it's because it looks like a tongue. It's supposed to be like Troll's Tongue. That's the uh, Nordic. That's a great name. It doesn't yeah. look that uh, tonguey. Stable. Yeah. Yeah. Like at no, some point, you when you see it from a different angle, it's like basically ingrained. Oh, in is it? The clip. From this angle, it kind of looks like if you jumped hard enough with a fat enough guy. <laughs> why have a three Dude, it high. is. It is still terrifying walking up the rock because it's not. It's not like flat. It's no, up. So so yeah. you're. You're like scrambling up that thing, right? So you're kind of up there, and you're like, oh, take the photo and get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but. What was way scarier about this was the hike was basically traversing a glacier. We had no gear. I was in my Converse, like, sweats, just a normal, like, gym shirt. Uh, Like, all I had for stability was, like, my GoPro, like, selfie stick that I was using as, like, a a hiking pole. Looking, yeah. And there's, like, points in it where... We're like, where the fuck is the trail? Because we're just walking on ice. So we're trying to look for footsteps. And I shit you not, like, there's this kind of, uh, you know, one of those peaks in the mountain where the snow kind of forms and melts off. Like, all right, I guess we go across that because that's where the trail is. On the other side, as we're walking across it, you just hear fucking, like, thrashing water on both sides you're like oh shit we're over a giant river right now (laughs) and if you like slip one way or slip the other way, you're basically dead uh and i remember like we we all were fine but at the end of it we kind of all looked at each other like how the fuck did we we get out of that that was a close one and and then actually the funniest part of the trip was me and my friend marcus we were kind of more used to doing stuff like that just basically extending it and doing stupid shit of nature i guess so halfway through because we had a tent with us we're like oh we're out in this beautiful area it's the summer it's may uh and in norway it doesn't get really dark till like 11 or so or 12 during the summer it really gets dark at all so you kind of have maximum daylight it was like oh let's just camp up here right and uh so we camped on the side of this mountain and our other three friends they're like oh i'm not gonna fucking camp and sleep in a tent let's just keep going we have plenty of light we'll make it back in the car apparently they didn't make it back or or they tried to they went on a wrong turn and like just reached this gate that said the trail is closed and they're like oh fuck that wasn't the way we came up so they ended up because they didn't have a tent just like laying on a rock on the the mountain somewhere like like holding each other like for warmth and waiting till the sun sun came up that's the the type of shit i love i love that shit dude Uh, and we, Marcus and I, got back to the car. We met him there the next morning, and they told us what happened. We just were fucking busting up laughing. They probably actually thought they were going to die. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, we're not going to tell anyone what we said out there. Exactly. Because you know? like, <laughs> these were the three, like, the responsible thing to do would have been 
probably going with them because we were the more experienced ones with doing right. shit like that. But that's the same reason why we wanted to stay yeah. stay right. in camp on the. On hey, the you thing. gotta take risks, man. Do you, have you ever had like a like a near death experience, sort of going out in nature? Anything that like terrified you? Not necessarily near death, just like something that really you know your heart was pumping. You felt like your body was in that fight or flight. Yeah, the most obvious one was in college and. I'll just say I was under the influence <laughs> during this. It was a long duration of trekking, too. So that could probably put into context what, what was going on there. <laughs> and okay. It was actually adventure. Yeah, yeah, a little okay. adventure. Uh, and it was another... It was with actually a similar group of guys, a few different ones. And we started the hike late, probably like 3 in the afternoon. This was outside of Yosemite, probably in the spring, I think. Um, March or something like that, maybe April. Uh, so super good weather still, but we were just fucking slapdicks. So we got there not at the optimal time to start our 12-mile hike or whatever, right. as especially uh, enjoying what we were enjoying right. out there in, in water and beautiful, yeah, water and water and fruit snacks and nature. <laughs> <Thanks, yeah>. uh, <laughs> and by the end of it, the same a similar thing. It was like pitch black. Only like one of us had a headlamp, and it was our friend who was like in ROTC or something like that. And he, so he's the only way. There's like ten of us too. Like, it's not a small group. And because I'm in that sensitive state, I hear the river next to me, and I thought it was gonna be like a Disney movie where it just like turns into one of those scary creatures and like <laughs> eats me and brings me in. What <laughs> Disney movies are you? Watching? No, you know what I mean. Like it's like. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I know what you're saying. The, it's like they're out at sea, and then Poseidon comes up in the form of a wave and eats the fucking ship and says, Moby Dick, you pussy. Like, <laughs> Tim Burton. Yeah. I'm not sure Disney movie. But, dude, in that state of mind, anything could have happened. <laughs> yeah, very true. Yeah. That, that fruit snack sugar high, for yeah. sure. I don't, but that, that was the reason why it, the fruit snacks were the fucking. That was the reason. But, uh, I don't. As far as just a more average i'll never forget when i was like 10 i was messing around kind of by where travis grew up and there's this like cliff and in my memory it was like pretty steep and we were like fucking around running with some kids in the neighborhood and i remember some kid like slipping and he was like rolling to like almost fall off this cliff and i like dove and grabbed him shit yeah yeah, yeah. but that uh that's the only thing that comes to mind and honestly it's probably no one was close to dying. It's just, I just remember it being more dramatic than As it actually was. Yeah, well, yeah, I was exactly. gonna say, you go back there, it's like a 10 foot. You just smacked, broken arm. Just a slide in a jungle gym. Yeah, yeah. You're not stoked to have a cast to like, <laughs> yeah, people sign. Yeah, and like Dude. the next, I hacked my memory as a child to give me self, some more self esteem. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm some hero or something. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta tell you, like, I, I've had maybe one or two near death type experiences but the one that probably scared me the most was something i'd prepared for and it was uh it was two years ago like you guys know my my league does like a sort of unique uh fantasy football format right with like punishments and shit yeah but explain it for the list yeah so um i would say half of us in the league uh are interested in football the other half are not so to make it interesting um we have a lot of sort of, we've like a constitution worked up and um, to boil it down, every year we decide on, we vote on and decide on after sort of several rounds of vetoes, uh, I believe 18 punishments, which includes everything in the regular season, 
postseason as well as sort of a final, like a, a biggest loser punishment. Yeah. So each week there's a punishment if you are the, the worst biggest person. Loser. Yeah. On top of that, if you lose your matchup, you shotgun a beer. So uh, it incentivizes you even if you're not into exactly. it. Exactly. If you don't care about if you don't care about football, you're still sort of into it because uh, it's fun. Um, gradually, I started off in the don't give a shit about football camp and slowly moved. <laughs> you you shotgun enough direction. and you're like, yeah, you're like, all right, maybe I'll let's sit fucking <laughs> Russell Wilson, <laughs> stop being a homo. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, he's better not be a homo this week. He's fucking Justin Fields on a pie. So, uh, anyways, anyways, um, uh, where the fuck was I going? Okay, okay. So two years ago, when I lived in Telluride, I was competing with my friend to see if we come up with the sickest shotguns. <laughs> right now. The sickest shotguns? Sh- sickest shotguns. What, that's, how much variety could there like be? Like locations. Oh. Okay. Like, not like, <laughs> locations. turn it left. Like, where it happens. Yeah, it's right. like, where do you do the ice do do bucket it? challenge? Or yeah. Something. Right, exactly. Oh, that was here. the lamest challenge. Anyway. So, that was... Uh, <laughs> good a- cause. A- a- lame by the lame challenge. Yeah, good yeah, cause. Yeah, that was a trivia question. Yeah. Um, and, man, eventually I decided I had to just win. So, there's something... Uh, it's not unique to Telluride. Uh, in fact, it's a pretty general term called a via ferrata. A via ferrata is a traverse across a flat face. Typically, uh, there are rungs or some sort of, um, you know, man-made um, things you can hold onto across the main event. The yeah. main event being like the the primary traverse. Yeah. Um, so there is. Sorry, I, I kind of blanked for a second. This is where. This is in Telluride. Okay. The situation there, there's a famous, I think it's either in China or like Argentina, of this cliff that has like a rope that's a traversing segment. And I think there's a few two by fours too, like nailed to the. There are via fraud is everywhere, right? Yeah, there's one in Mammoth. Um, there's, is there it's one in Mammoth? A, yeah, it says. Um, now, maybe the one in Mammoth. Here's the thing. Right? So that's a technical term for that? Is a via ferrata. It's an Italian term, which is, I guess, fairly obvious. There's, iron there's path a lot. is what it means. Because yeah, yeah. you put iron rungs, and you're just sort of climbing along a path. And I bet the one in Mammoth is pretty tame. It's the one in, Yeah, this is tame as fuck. <laughs> the one in Telluride is nuts. It's not officially <coughs> sanctioned by the National Forest uh, Service. It's... Is that you say it? Well, whatever. Um, so it just sort of exists in this weird, like, nebulous, like, state. Mm-hmm. Um, where, back when America was cool right well yeah, I didn't have any of this bullshit yo <laughs> dude I don't need to talk to you about when America was cool I get all that I get that shit all the time especially <laughs> living there right a lot of sort of that type of person but anyways um, this one's sort of sketch and the main event is if you're afraid of heights you're gonna freeze up you're gonna stop right um, you're probably it's really hard to judge distances but you know a thousand feet from the ground yeah this one looks fucked and there's nothing below you right <laughs> this looks fucked. gnarly so I did my shotgun I climbed across and I was in the middle of it I let go all that was holding me was my strap onto a rung placed there by who the fuck knows <laughs> I let go and I shotgun my beer there dude that's epic it was so fucking epic and it's hard to describe like did you get the ball tingling sensation it's this yeah did you puke that beer out like wow my asshole what's the opposite of a prolapse like it it went the opposite direction I was so fucking puckered yeah and like your colon was in your stomach oh holy shit dude it was in my mouth I like it's hard like it's a very psychological sort of effect where uh, when you're when you're climbing across, you don't have a fear of heights. Let's say you're climbing mm-hmm. across, you're fine because uh, you're holding onto rungs, um, you're strapped in, and you're just going one <coughs> step at a time. That's fine, even if there's a distance below you. 
The second you let go of the rope, every fucking inst yeah of the rope. Yeah. So all it's doing is this thing that's just you know you're hanging onto a rung. You start right, slapping right. onto a rung. That is, I, rock climbing. Dude. You notice a similar sensation where as long as you're moving and you, you don't even need tension, right? Yeah. But then sometimes you'll you'll uh, like like it's like all right, let's rest. Let's uh, what's the term called for that? Where you just put your legs against the rock and you kind of stretch out and like. Not sit. a rock climbing guy. Oh, okay. There's a term for it. I'm Will sure. would know. Yeah, yeah, he um, would. But, I, I'm but not I, super familiar. that that is like a moment too. It's probably similar to that where if you're not used to it, you feel just 100%. vulnerable as fuck. You do. You feel yeah. incredibly vulnerable. It's it's a very like sort of a primal so, feeling. How do you climb climb up again? Like, <laughs> you're looking at by it. the road. What the fuck? <laughs> what do you do? You just you pull on. You have wait, to wait, describe so, this. So see these so guys. There's, I mean, this is this isn't a cake. That's it. This isn't a cakewalk. No, it's not. Like you see, I'm just like. That's it. That's the main event, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, fun to take a piss on this. So, oh, dude. Like, just to okay, piss down few, the rock? Few, few little things happened, okay? One, no, no one took a shit, but you met my friend Lobo, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, whenever we'd go, he'd always get naked. Okay? He'd get naked and just He gets naked. This guy gets naked on Tuesday night. Literally Tuesday night. <laughs> he got naked everywhere. One of my best, weirdest fucking dude ever, okay? But, like, he's, he's a bizarre guy. I, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give yeah, you that. Weirdest fucking dude ever. So, this same time I shotgunned, doing this, right? No hands. Never felt as vulnerable as I felt then. But it's a sick video. I barely get the shotgun. Now. So, are you, like, back against the wall then? You turned around to do it? Dude, I... Uh, You're probably just, like, a nutsack smacking against the thigh, like, on the, on the rock, right? Just bonk, bonk. Nutsack. Here's me on it. Oh, sick. So you just, he took it from the top. Wait, let That's me see. essentially what I was doing. Did you see the video of the shotgun? Oh, okay, you're right there. How do you, so how do you get back up? You have to pull yourself up. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And you know what happened next year? Until it died? Yeah. No way. The chick was on it. She just exited the main event. She took a step, just sort of, you know, normal trip, and was gone. So you're no longer attached during after the main event? Yeah, so... The main event and like sections that are you know somewhat oh, sketchy, they'll have I rungs. See here. And There's no rungs now. Yeah, right. And so you you what you do is you have you have a, 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 um, a harness and you have sort of two uh, belays you hook on. Right. So let's say you're going from one rung to the next. You hook on, put the next one on, hook off, and yes. go like that. So you always have one on. Right. right? There are sections where they don't have that. Um, so you would hook on to the same one. Like it would be one, so let's say there's three, and your body is on the first. It would uh, you'd have start with two on one, and then reach over with yeah. one, put your put left on, hand. Then you can take the next one off. And then you take the first one off, go to the, and then you shift over to the second. That's how you're supposed to do it. Okay. Um, you know, so I do it that way. I'm pretty like uh, pretty anal about it, because um, you know when I take risks, I want to be ready for it, which is what this was. Huge risk, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, but, dude, my friend Lobo, every time we do that, he'd get naked, go on the main event, and just moon the fucking valley. And I have this video on my friend's, like, phone. <laughs> so fucking funny. Looking down 500 to 1,000 feet, and there's these this old couple, and they're doing this, and I just see one of them go like that, <laughs> directly at my buddy's asshole. <laughs> he just takes the shit. So funny. <laughs> so fucking funny. Yeah, um, especially because... Uh... 
harnesses, like rock climbing harnesses, are kind of like assless chaps for your. <laughs> oh, he wasn't wearing. So he he wasn't wearing any harness. Uh, what? Dude's gnarly. Like he. There, so this he is just bouldered it, or he didn't know soloed it. No harness. They allow you. He, I guess like there's nothing there's no them. rules, yeah, right? Because okay. it's not like a sanctioned thing. Right. He was. He and his mother are the ones that sharded the super ferrata, which is in the opposite side of the valley, and it's like a an incredibly technical. Like this one, if you're not afraid of heights, and have some level of physical ability, you can do it, right? Um, this other one, like you need to be uh, a a talented rock climber. Yeah. On it for about eight hours. You're on it for eight hours, and it's traversing not vertically, but it's uh, all theophrodas are horizontal, right? Right. They're okay. all traverses across. So, what do you do halfway? Like, is there breakpoints? There's a few breakpoints. It's just not quite as simple as the one this the theophrod. Things always get harder. Um, but yeah, that dude, that shit. I don't know why I thought of that, man. But like, I just re- like. Of all the like near death experiences, that one wasn't really near death because I was expecting to do it. Yeah, I was shotgunning a beer, but like to work yourself up to just hands off. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you don't even think about it. It's, it's because it's like you're that. putting now trust into equipment. Yeah, yeah. over yourself. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, I feel like the 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 part where you're connected is safer than the unconnected part. For sure. You know, like, like you could just fucking fall off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, dude, actually, like rock climbing gear <clears throat> holds. You'd be amazed at the amount of weight those things if oh, they're if sure. they're put in properly. For sure, I have because I used to go more often when I had friends, more friends that did it. Yeah. Um, and my uncle, he like was super into mountaineering and climbing, so he has all this fucking equipment, like ropes, cams, and he just gave it. Up. Actually, it's all in a garage. Nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you'll look at those things, the cams, the for just like setting your own line or whatever, and you're like, how the fuck is this safe? But if you find a crag and th- stick it in there, and you you could like hang like a car uh, sometimes, yeah. like it's where people get fucked up is if they basically set them wrong. It's yeah. not. It's not the. Yeah, these are... It's these user are, air that's right. just very detrimental. Right. <laughs> Always is. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've taken a good amount of friends on Via Ferrata. If you guys ever want to go... Dude, I'm down. I love that shit. It's a 13-hour drive to get there. From? From here. Oh, from here. I, I think I'm from where you were from. But you ever want a place to stay in a sick mountain town and you want me to take you on some dope shit? Dude, let's do it. I, I love stuff like that, man. I love taking uh, friends on Via Ferrata, dude, because I've met... I didn't even know those things were as common as... Yeah, I don't know. I guess I never just thought about it, maybe. It makes sense. I, I don't know how common... I'm, like, I'm surprised there's one in Mammoth. It's weak. Compared to that one, it's it's yeah. very weak. It's 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 probably sanctioned, right? And yeah, the second, yeah. It's like, there's no it's like a Disneyland, you know, there's a fucking rock. You get a fast pass, you know? Yeah. Right. It's like... It kind of... It, yeah. It's basically horizontal rock climbing. Right, like well, yeah, except and, and you're not. It's not well. It's setting yourself. The mammoth one is so it's, it's like everyone's lead climbing basically. What's lead climbing? You're the person who climbs up and sets oh, the. Rope. I see. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, it's either if there's no pre-set anchors in the wall, um, you'd you'd be using like the tools that I like the cams and and finding cracks to do it and setting the line that way. But most people who do that, like, fuck that, because that's right. a lot of equipment, it's and <laughs> it's hard to find. Like, you have to be good at finding where you're going to do this that. This my bud did. He, he and his mom really set the iron rungs for Super Ferrata. 
Right, yeah. So then, yeah, yeah that's that's He's gnarly, <laughs> dude. I like that. That dude, weirdest motherfucker. Like, Troy's met him. Yeah, he's the weirdest guy. motherfucker you've ever met. You got to get this guy on the pod. Holy I don't shit. even know. Like, you guys where... would not be able to handle this. Yeah, there's not really a whole lot. Like, there, I don't know what we'd get done. Number one, number one scenery you fucking mooned. Or something. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I'll tell you this. I spent three years in that town, a very small town. In a in the southwest Colorado, I've met some people that would blow your fucking minds, dude. So how did you know anyone before you moved yeah, there? So I um my I grew up going there because I had my, my mother's side of the family just sort of had a lot of um, relations there, I guess. Um, so my parents bought a place there when I was like ten. Mm-hmm. So I've been going there my whole life, and I'd sort of had a dream of spending a year or two skiing there. Originally was going to defer a year before college, just didn't end up happening, and then you know, turns out my job sort of let me do that. Dude, the the gap year—that's something that America should adopt. I feel like America's what? That, that's what you're referring to, right? Yeah. You you kind of wish after high school the gap year, year the you know defer year. Yeah. yeah, yeah, or I mean after college. Actually, not fuck that after I feel college. Like there's still a gap year. People still do that. Yeah, people do it after college all the time. Yeah, mostly unintentionally. But. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't find a job. Or yeah, a job yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like uh, gap year, working on my startup. Uh, yeah, right, right. Are you on Amazon right now? What the uh, hell are you doing? I accidentally clicked on it. It was a link. Find right. some sick. Find some belays. I, 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 uh, I got some, not belays. Uh, why is it? What's a belays? Carabiner. Carabiner. Thank you. A fucking carabiner. I bought a f- bunch for work. I have a shitload of carabiners. And, like, uh, I got them at Amazon. And so I was talking to my friend Lolo, who's, you know, our, the climber of my friends there. And I was, like, showing him the carabiners. And he told me, if you ever use these climbing, I'll just shoot you. Because <laughs> you'll die anyway. You'll die quicker. You know, yeah. at least you won't suffer. <laughs> so don't buy your carabiners. No, no, no. You got to get the good <laughs> brands, like Black Diamond. Uh... Yeah. All my ski gear is like black diamond, but like I got climbing gear and it's just like Amazon basics. It's Amazon fresh, you know? yeah. What is it? Actually, it's a good... Can you buy a parachute on Amazon? No, I that would do... Oh you know God, how there's dude. like always Chinese tourists that like do national bars and shit? If you like see them and like a ski or a mountain nearing like an REI or something and there's just some totally base bro clerk who's just like oh, we're looking for carabiners yeah. uh, you're gonna wanna there's a discount section over there like <laughs> and it like like says repairs it just like hides the sign right 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking about those parachutes you're unable to buy a full blown parachute because think though. about this right none of the reviews can be negative because those people all died yeah, that's, oh. true. <laughs> that's true that's true that's genius so what we have to do is get we at 40 street capital if we ever make a product the risk reward range just that ratio has to be really have a lot of discrepancy. They right? have to die. So the risk yeah. has to kill you, or it dis- like make it so you can't use a computer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What's what are products? I guess airplanes. Uh, uh, fireworks. Russian that roulette explode instantly. That actually shoot real bullets sometimes. Chemo, strange chemotherapies. Yeah, uh, uh, dick pills <laughs> that just like. <laughs> <kill you. laughs> uh, 
stick. Dude, there's got to be shit that was sold on that site Silk Road that would fit this bill. Or like, was Silk Road an actual site? I thought it was just like a... No, it was a real like site. A, yeah. It was done on... You had, you only get access it if you use Tor, though. So... Uh, and that was the original VPN, basically, actually. Oh. It was like the IP scrambler. What's that guy's name? Man. That guy's sitting in some prison. Oh, uh, <laughs> but it's some Ross Scan- it's, it's some yes. like Scandinavian prison. So he's like, he no, he's American. No, no, no. This is he, like oh. a twenty-two year old American. Yeah, kid. dude, I like A&M or something. Ross like, Ross Ulbricht is like uh. me, dude. If you actually read his story, <laughs> he's like you. I relate to that guy so much. Okay. So apparently, he started the Silk Road. Uh, he was a physics student who got really, really into Austrian economics, which is basically the alt school of economics that is not what they teach universities, which basically uh, said, like, like, the... He's in, like, extreme libertarian. Yeah, yeah, uh, And... Just, like, the invisible hand type. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, Adam Smith was the precursor, and then there's this... Okay, gotcha. uh, Von Burke sort of created uh, this school that then... Uh, this guy Ludwig von Mises, some Austrian guy, sort of popularized, uh, and like the basic principle is like a priori truths that um, you can't you can't like discreetly describe like a human's desires based on like any sort of mathematical relationships, which is like what like the Keynesian school sort of teaches. Um, so. Uh, What's the fucking phrase? This was uh, Hazlitt. Oh, the seen and the unseen. Have you heard of that before? So it's like if you pass up like an economic policy, like you could measure some effect, but what you're not seeing is what the result would have been of that experiment if you didn't actually run the experiment, right? So, so like it's actually like a school of economics that tries to take into consideration that perspective. Uh, it's super. It's it's non-quantitative. It's like more qualitative. Sounds like you know an opportunity cost with extra steps. Uh, yeah, kind of. But it's it's more nebulous because the point is is like humans can't be measured like traditional experiment experiments hmm. uh, that like these new schools of economics try to put metrics to. Um, but anyways, that's kind of a whole can of worms. Uh, what Ross, like Ross was super into this. And so he kind of actually started Silk Road trying to simulate a free marketplace. Uh, and he wanted to basically see how users interacted. And also he kind of had an extreme like anarchist libertarian, libertarian tendencies. So he said, you know basically anything goes and so that's how it turned into like a drug trading marketplace there was always like the story it like the oh, you hire an assassin no no the, the child i think child porn was actually the only thing that didn't make its way on there but oh, the, the not, one the uh, one he got yeah. indicted for or the fbi started investigating it was there was hitman yeah and then and then the claim there's a video or a movie on this actually watched it like a year ago um, the claim was that he was trying to, like, he hired a hitman or something to the FBI guy who was going after him, but it was never proven. Yeah, that sounds a little far-fetched. Yeah. Um, Did he get caught, like, he used the same username on, like, Stack Overflow? Like, yeah, yeah, and so that, before, no, right. So it, and they, like, he, got, they yeah. got, 
his email from that, and then they just went like bam, bam. No. Exactly. Literally got yeah. caught because of like a Stack Overflow post. It was something before even Silk before. Road, but it was yeah. slightly related. That yeah. that was no, because he actually did a really good job of covering his tracks. I bet. Except for that one air before he even knew this yeah, is what I was going to turn into. Yeah. Dude, I, I got to tell you guys. So, always change your username every one year. Well, <laughs> I had a similar experience. Okay, so when I was in college, you guys ever like torrent stuff? Clearly you did because you said yeah, torrent. Torrent stuff all the time, right? Uh, nowadays there's other options. But in college, you know, I used, to tor- I used to torrent a lot. And my buddy would too. I'm like a fucking... Actually, you met him. Tom Coe. Oh, is he a... He just get terabytes of memory. Right, yeah, he's just porn. <laughs> okay, no, no, it wasn't even porn. Uh, he doesn't sound like the kind of guy. But anyways, so he would always just like you know, for whatever reason, brag about he was never going to get caught, right? And we're all like, oh, you know, you're on a university network. Just be careful. Like, don't seed for if you don't seeding is like, don't seed for like three days. Yeah. So, uh, I eventually uh, was torrenting some movie, and I forgot to stop it from seeding. So I get an email maybe a day or two later. Um, it was forwarded from the director of security at UVA, like sort of cybersecurity at UVA, from... Like an ISP? No, from MPAA, from the Motion Pictures Association of oh, America. Oh, fuck, yeah. Right? <laughs> so they caught me seating. They forwarded the email to my university that then funneled it to me because I was clearly the IP address that was responsible. And it was like, you know, it was nice. It was like, you know, don't do this again. If you could cut this in the end, <laughs> you'll be, you know, your, your Wi-Fi access will be restricted. Yeah. That's a bummer. You don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. uh, I was never going to do it again. But I was like, you know, like, why waste this opportunity? So I fucking took the email and I changed the terms. I changed a lot of it. I used this uh, sort of proxy to create a fake email address that was very similar to the one I got it from and sent it to my buddy Tom. And I told everyone in the hall, this is my freshman year, I told everyone in the hall about it, I was like, look, he's going to get this email, and he's probably going to freak out. Because you changed it to say, like, you're fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, no, I didn't change, like, the the, the consequences. I should have. Yeah. Would get there. You could have been sure. But I, I just changed the movie to one I know he downloaded, uh, to his name, all this other stuff, right? Busty Mills 9. Right, that's <laughs> totally what he had. Busty Mills 9 is XX, yeah, yeah. Yeah, XX on either side. And I told him in the hall, like, when he talks about it, like, sort of emotionally manipulate him to, like, exacerbate the problem, right? Right. Dude. So, uh, it works too well. He comes to me, like, maybe three or four hours later. I'm in my room. He's like, dude, I just got fucking caught. And I was like, yo, man, that sucks. Like, what are you going to do about it? He's like, oh, man, like, I got to, like, respond and, like, confirm that I understand this and all this stuff. I was like, oh, that sucks. Yeah, yeah. And he walks out, and there's, like, other people talking about it, and they're all in on it, right? Um, And I should have just thought. I should have thought, like, maybe two steps ahead. Because what was he going to do? He was going to email his response, which was required, and I had to do this, which is basically typing in, I confirm I saw this email. I will not do it again. Yeah, and yeah, Timco, yeah. who was it, his name was like Tim Timco, sounds like Tomco. Yeah, that was his fucking name. Uh, would just like you know confirm that you sent that, and then you were good, right? Mm-hmm. So, Tom, uh, <laughs> unbeknownst to me at the time, sends that email, and because it's a fake fucking email, doesn't get anything back. So what does he do? He freaks out and he looks up. The, the email of the security director at UVA, and he sends him 
a fucking personal email and attaches the fake one I'd sent to him. Oh, so, no. So, so I get email like like a day later from Timco, and it, 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 I'm paraphrasing, but it says, Dear David, I have recently found out that you have faked being a member of our security team in an attempt to trick your friend. Just this very long word email yeah. where he basically wants to bring me up on armor charges, which at UVA, being brought up on armor charges is a death sentence. So, I like got I was embroiled in this battle for like two weeks, arguing with this guy, fucking Timco, and I was just like, dude, like you got me. I'm not a malicious guy. Yeah, I did this for jokes. Dicking around, my friend. Wait, Sorry, your like, your friend was the one who was mad. Like, no, no, he, he just like he, no, no Tomco and Timco are two different people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so so Timco is Timco's the, the security guy. Tomco's director his of security EVA. Tomco is my friend. Oh, I thought why couldn't you just tell your friend to tell the other guy to back off? Because it was like, it was too late, right? <coughs> like, I was I, I dude, I don't know why I didn't do anything. Like all I know is that it got to this point, and then <laughs> and I was in I remember I was in statistics class. I fucking hated this class, <laughs> and I was like. It's just like my fucking fingers sweating, like typing out this email. Yeah. Like refusing to yield to Tom, my buddy, but also like refusing to yield to this this fucker Timco. Like, I'm not gonna tell you I'm sorry for just like playing a prank, even though I probably should have. <laughs> and holy shit, dude. You, you like you sort of pinned it, right? Like, I should have just gone to Tom and said, Hey, like, I fucked up. Can you just tell him that like I'm your friend and like this is all a joke? Yeah. Refused. Dude, you refused? No I refused. Oh, you refused? No way, dude. I was yeah. trying to, I like, I'm not gonna, like, do kowtow to fucking Tom Co, dude. Grovel. So, like, I grovel before this man. <laughs> so, like, I spent, like, a week and a half, like, every time I was in stats class, I would respond to this fucker's emails, yeah. like, no, 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 dude, like, I'm just playing it. Like, it was just a prank, Dude, bro, that, you know? honestly, that shows something about that type of person who would take that job and also how bored he must be to like be authoritative about it because dude if i saw that i would laugh i feel like like oh this is actually kind of funny he fucked i, <laughs> I want to side with you but like i also do do you ever think about like who you were in college or like in high school and just be like god i'm such a shithead yeah <laughs> all the time dude I, I, I no, wanted, I think you. Think, I mean, you already got so, the so, first warning. Right, right, but I think it meant like he's like, oh, this kid doesn't fucking care about the warning. He's gonna probably continue doing this anyway. Like, fuck him. Oh, I. Like, or he was like, oh, I'm gonna make this kid sweat. It's no skin off my sweat, back. Dude. Let me make him sweat. He made me fucking sweat. Yeah. But wouldn't what I'm saying is, if you were that security guy, and you saw that, and you're reasonable, I thought I would laugh. I'd think that's kind of a funny prank. Yeah, I would imagine. Not, well, it's still your job yeah. to make sure that doesn't happen. So you'd think yeah. it's funny. What do you mean? I would probably still make the kid sweat. Yeah, I, yeah. I think I think he he might have thought it was funny. I never met <coughs> this guy in person. It was oh, only okay. like sort of email correspondence. I can see the guy thinking it was funny, but like, you got to take that somewhat seriously. I, I don't know. It's you know it's so far removed. But, but if funny. if you you it's not like he doesn't know the context. He knows you got the exact same email, right? Like. That's, well, the, the it's not like you were hacking anything, right? You got an email and you forwarded it to your friend. Essentially, the reason I thought of this <laughs> is because you were talking about uh, this guy, the Silk Road guy, and they went in the Stack Overflow profile. The reason this I fucked up is because fucking Timco was like, he was aware enough to read through the email and he found my student ID buried in it. Like I changed everything. Oh, but like, but like, student ID. in the fucking footer or something, there was my student ID. And I didn't change it, 
So he just copy pasted that into the system and found me. You know what that means? This has happened before. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Wait, hundred percent. He knew that. Like he was like, "Oh my god, I know exactly." Are you here. are you sure that I feel like it would be obvious because that email was sent to you? So there's only so many people they sent that email to. So obviously, it should be it. I don't. Maybe it was obvious, but but based on the words he used, and I mean, I have it. It's on my phone somewhere. Um, it, it sounded like he did the research. Like I mean, I think these emails are sent like sort of. They're automated, right? Like a fairly frequent amount. Of oh, I thought you said it, the movie production sent it to the school, and then they had to figure out who. No, so I think it was route. It, it was originally from MPAA, mm-hmm. I believe, and then it goes from MPAA to UVA that then routes it to the student. But I, I think the routing. It's not like they're typing out a specific email. It's just like a very automated like. Okay, we found it was this IP address. I'm gonna I'm gonna forward this to the correct student, right? And I think it happens fairly often. Um, at least, I mean, that was my impression based on the whole proceedings. Huh. You know, this is like the start of like the Kirkland social network movie. You know, what I mean, nothing, <laughs> nothing happens at the end really, though. Like, you just go on into the workforce. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the security guys like that fucking nerd in Jurassic Park. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, I don't give a fuck. There's T Rexes. Oh I'll just send the little stupid bug. Um, I'll never forget. I just, I thought it was so slick, and then I ended up fucking paying for it. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty bad. Uh, but yeah, those emails are great, dude. How do you guys view at this point? Like the internet is so mature and full of like spam and hacking i feel like i just ignore anything that even seems serious assuming that it's you know how do do you audit yourself we're like if this is it's not spam or hacking that has ruined the internet dude it's it's like corporate investment dude i feel like i can read i mean i can read into like a troll all day and i can tell you this is a troll but the second like money becomes involved, it's like it's. But, but what I, I guess what I'm talking about is more distinguishing between what, fact or fiction. Like if you get all these emails and it's uh, appearing to be well, Wells Fargo, but it's clearly ooh, just a phishing uh, thing, see. and they're just so frequent that you have to assume that the people who would. Like, if it was a serious one, they wouldn't go through that medium anymore because it's so polluted. So, like, my my impulse is just, if I get something that looks serious from Wells Fargo, it yeah, is, like it's fake. Yeah. <laughs> and if it was serious, they would figure out a different way to contact No, it'd be me. on your fucking Wells Fargo account on their website. Exactly, yeah. Dude, I, I do not blame anyone for getting tricked on the internet. Dude, like, I, let alone old people. That's how I got my uh, crypto wallet drained. Dude, it's fucked up. And like, here's here's the most fucked up thing. It was a Google ad. Typed in Google. I was looking. I was trying to get to MetaMask. I had I had a new computer, and I had I didn't have like the MetaMask Google extension saved. And I was like, oh, let me go to MetaMask. I type in MetaMask on Google. You know, it's like MetaMask.io or whatever. I fucking just clicked the top link. It was a Google ad. I didn't realize fucking google ads were phishing links sometimes yeah. i was like i'm gonna be part of some class action lawsuits someday 
Because I was like, that was insane. It was yeah, yeah. It was a Google ad, verified Google ad, top thing. I just clicked it, said fuck Type it. Typing your that, immediately yeah, when I typed in my C phrase and it like refreshed the page, I went, oh fuck. Shit. I looked at the URL and went fuck. I immediately just like tried to quickly get real MetaMask, open my wallet, it was drained, and I was like, God damn it. Fuck. It so was, it was an like, automated thing. It was like three grand. It wasn't like a ton of in that one in that wallet. I mean it was enough to where I was like Fuck, fuck this. Yeah. yeah that sucks. It didn't cost me three grand. Like the t- my cost was like probably five hundred bucks. I mean yeah, it was yeah. like I didn't realize any gains and I would that's why I was going to the wallet. I was like, oh let me just liquidate this or move it into Coinbase, whatever I did at the time. And I was like no, I went on the I went on the MetaMask Reddit and it was like, watch out! There's so many Google ads getting through of MetaMask. Like, type it in your browser. And I was like, God damn it! I I got so pissed at Google. I was like, yeah. How are you letting phishing sites well it's, on ad, through ads? It's just what hackers and thieves do on the internet is what they're best at. It's not actually anything technical it's the psychological and social manipulation where they social know engineering. yeah they know that they know the hot spot so yeah. crypto right now is the hot well, spot for them to target i just would think google would have figured out how to not let well, machine links to crypto it's like, it's not perfect so if there's a bigger volume of nefarious actors in that space it's going to get through to some amount right like i don't th- i mean if you typed in chase bank you're never going to get a google ad for a Fishing link, but on maybe Chase t- two decades ago. Yeah, but not the same. one six months ago. That's what I'm. Right, that's right. Why but I'm what I'm so saying pissed. is, crypto is the chase. Like, oh, you think MetaMask might not be big enough? Yet, right, it's so like yeah. a hot. So there's just a bunch of like sort of yeah. emerging. Yeah. Well, like, the crazy thing is, sixty grand of Ethereum had gone through that. I, I mean, you could look at the wallet. So it went through sixty grand gone through the wallet that day. So I was like, holy shit, this phishing link is ripping. Dude, I got to Wait, how did, how did you... Oh, you looked at the address? I just looked at the address it got sent. I followed no the money. No way. And it had a main address. I had 60 grand go through That's it that insane. day. And I was like, whoa, this is a fucking gold mine <laughs> yeah. for these people. Oh Probably God. just straight like tornado That's like a and, train robber just oh, fucking like firing. Yeah. The whatever whatever like, yeah. like Russian or Chinese or North <laughs> Korean guy behind his computer like, yeah. fuck dude, they verified my Google ad. He's smoking just wallet. fucking oh, yeah. cowboy yeah. killers, yeah. Yeah. Mar- uh, fucking hookers just I like felt, on I, his yeah. dick. And I felt stupid <laughs> but at the same time I was like, I don't feel that stupid because it was a verified You're Google not. It's, it's just fucked that up. That one was brutal. Dude, we gotta make like a modern video about this with like a, some badass black hat crypto yeah. hacker fucking I, over like high school kids yeah. who press dumb yeah. google ad dude i gotta tell you guys about like the craziest shit i when i was living in colorado man like okay it was a weekend i think it was like closing weekend which there is like the the closing of the ski season so everyone just gets lit fucked up for maybe 20 48 hours it was during that bender 48 hours of drinking, no sleep. And my grandmother receives a call from somebody. And I don't know what they said, but basically what they told her in a voice that sounded like mine, uh, hey, I'm stuck in Delaware. I've been arrested. I need money for bail. Yeah. Whoa. whoa, whoa. Someone called you impersonating your grandmother. Someone called my grandmother impersonating me. Oh. Saying they need money for bail. And... I was out for all this, right? I was fucked up. And I woke up Monday morning super early with like several calls from my grandmother and then a text from like my dad. And he was like, David, what, what is going on with you? Are you, are you okay? And my yeah. grandmother was like, 
David, like, should I contact a lawyer? And I was like, what the fuck is <clears> going <throat> on? Dude, someone impersonated me in Delaware, called my grandmother, said, hey, I'm in prison. You need to get me out. Or you got him. so blacked out yeah. that night you or ended up I in prison. I was grandma. Yeah, if that didn't happen, I'm not telling you guys. Oh, the yeah, there we go. Hey, I, I don't. I want you guys to notice my grandmother actually watches this, so make sure you yeah. to a minimum. <laughs> no, gotta dude, get her side of the story. That, that little shit called me. That's, that's, yeah, yeah. That's so fucking bold, dude. Like, no, I know. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. wild. I and I had to talk with her for like an hour, just like. Because I feel like she literally lost years off her life. Wait, so oh. so did she get... Like, she was like, Did she end up sending anything? Or was yeah, she, no. she was better than that? She, she, she's just... She's got a fucking iron... Dude. Yeah. I feel like I smoked enough weed in college. I'm stupider than she is. Like, yeah. she's just got an iron trap for yeah. her mind. Right? Well, I mean, as an old person, Steel the phrase trap, should be, like... Don't ever send money ever. Like wait yeah. till like... You have a younger person in the room with you. 100%. Never send money. The, the thing... So so, why does this happen with older people, though? The weird thing, because we don't empathize, or it's hard for us to empathize because it's so obvious to us. But if you think about their, like most of their life was done without all this technology, right? It was like cash transactions where there's so much, like the trust, uh, the trust con- uh transaction there is way different than yeah. it is where it's just like oh i give you it's probably a great salesman on the other side too like, right oh, telling you that you sure. have to do it quickly so, so what this is like, sure. yeah so this guy this is like simulating that same experience that they had when they, it would more just be like hey someone's knocking on your door can i have some milk can i have 50 bucks where it's like yeah sure you know well identity's so different now right before like identity you're your face someone. was your the name. Yeah, yeah. The it wasn't face. just a bank account number or a fucking Visa card number. Yeah. It that's that's an interesting how that affects psychology, right? Like if you if you grew up with just people's financial uh, tool is just hey, what's your Venmo QR code or what is your Wells Fargo routing number versus someone coming up to your door or sending you a letter. Or giving you a check like face to face, how that affects how you trust when someone's asking you for the funds, right? Yeah. Shit, I don't think I trust a face anymore, dude. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't trust anything. So uh, we got a good one. After we were in Vegas, we were at a club till late, late. All of us take an Uber home except for one of our friends. I'm not even gonna say the name on the pod, but uh, you know him. Um, I know it is then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and. <clears throat> Long story short, at about 6 a.m., because we're in a suite in Vegas, so we probably get a little bit better than that. I get a phone call from this. Hey, do you have a friend named blank, blank? I go like, yeah. Like, security's going to bring him up to your guys' room. Two huge men, like, have him kind of in his arms, and they just kind of drop him off, and he kind of just wanders in and just passes out. We're like, wonder what the fuck happened here. The next day... We're walking down. He, he's still, like, he's telling us this story about how he's like, yeah, last night, like, went to, uh, after you guys left, uh, I started walking back to the hotel. And we're like, huh, weird. He's like, yeah, and then I got in this car with these women. And, you know, they took their, they got naked, took their tops off. And they're like, they needed, like, they wanted to get more drinks. So we went into, like, this gas station. And so I bought a few more drinks. And... Uh, then he's like, yeah, after that, I don't remember, like, anything. Right? Oh, he's telling no. us this as we're, like, in, in the hotel room. We're like, 
yeah, like, where'd you end up? And he's like, well, I guess I, like, fell asleep in, like, the other tower. It was at, um, the, uh... I forget the hotel, but there are two towers, right? And so he fell asleep in front of the I room. I think that's the Cosmo, right? It is Cosmo. You're yeah. so right. It was Cosmopolitan, yeah. And didn't know where it was, and they asked him, I guess, because they're like, there's a man asleep in the hallway, so they bring him to ours. In the morning, we're walking out of the hotel to go wherever. It's probably 10 a.m. He checks his bank account. He's walking, walking, walking. We're 20 feet from the doors of the Cosmo, and he just drops down to his knees. And we're like, what happened? He's like, dude, there's $3 in my bank account right now. And we're like, like what like oh, he's like you guys are gonna have to pay for me until i get this figured out we're like cracking up we think it's hilarious like he's sweating oh, bullets yeah they had spent what i don't know like 10 grand buying like louis vuitton bags but like he, oh. he thinks they just swiped his card and then looked at his pin from when he's just typing it in for the drinks and they had they clearly had like roofied him or something yeah but it dude. was it was a wild story Holy about like a real shit. life robbery in america Did he get that he got the money back, back. the bank oh. the bank got actually like security footage from the store they, it was like two chicks and it was like it was wild I don't know so they weren't they were unassuming they were very assuming friends just an idiot <laughs> um, it was story, let's just say nothing added up and it was very sketchy I probably said yeah. it like yeah it was like a van your you friend know? your friend did some festivities is on a confidence so. yeah let's just let's just yeah, say these these, uh, these, in that story. these bitches want me yeah. I'm gonna go get them two four locos in yeah, the middle exactly. of the Zero what what girl story. tells you to stop at a fucking gas station? <laughs> they probably saw him and they're like, oh, this guy's a sucker. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Wait, let me take a piss real quick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I gotta go too. This podcast is brought to you by Seed. Seed, a tech company. Seed is a the board game of the future. Uh, have you ever played Risk, Catan, uh, Monopoly... Fuck, what's the other one? Risk. Yeah, yeah, yeah Risk. <coughs> I think I said Risk. Did you? I thought you said... So what Seed is is a uh, an evolving board game that allows you to conquer territory like Risk, but also has the game dynamics where you draw cards trying to optimize the governance, the cultural resonance, and the economic resonance of the territories that you colonize. Uh, the first person to maximize these scores wins the game. Uh, it's a new way to approach, uh, what are board games? What's the category? I guess it's just board games. Board huh? games, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it truly is the future, folks. I've been playing this game for about two weeks now, and I still haven't really figured it out. But, man, it, it, it's pretty exciting. The The instruction book kind of looks like the Bible, but like any other bi- uh, board game instruction books, you kind of ignored it and uh, just play as you go. Plus, if you sign up now and use promo code 40 Street, you get the free AI referee for your board game who will give you prompts as needed to help assist on turns, create scenarios of what other players might be doing, and help you develop your st- strategy so you could hone your skills and become the peak of the competition. Uh, I'm telling you, you got to keep an eye out for this game. It's going to be the next big thing. We're going to probably integrate it into uh, some League of Legends type company thingy that people, uh, you know, travel the world and compete for hundreds of thousands, fucking millions of dollars to find out who is the seed champion. So look out for Seed, the board game. Uh, Put in uh, your deposit now. 
put your email uh, at the link seed.com actually probably not that there's probably something that exists already at seed.com well, like seed.io <laughs> seed.io seed.com sounds like it's a sexual thing <laughs> and uh, use promo code 40 stay tuned for more this is a developing uh, company and game that is being developed with the seed needs seed funds is what you said seed needs yeah. seed funds so promo code 40th look out for seed avoir Dude, this c.com this website is wild it's a probiotic that's 50 dollars a month and there's scientists like I don't, i've never heard of this product or this company and there's like 20 scientists i gotta there. say if you have a a a main header on your page that's just scientists you know that's fucked up. I yeah. mean, there's, there's this is no insane. There's nothing on here that makes any real. sense. Do they have like Darwin on there? Their website's like... <laughs> super sick. I'm imagining scientists. They just have like a list of scientists. There's not even like affiliated people. It's just like Albert there's Einstein. There's 19 of them, and they all have PhDs. Let's look up dude, this guy, dude. So there's because they've got like the underwear, the Unabomber in there. I went on a, I went on a like emerging technology binge one night. Where I was like looking up in different fields like mechanical engineering, electrical engineering, computer science, biology, chemistry, all this stuff. Like what's kind of the hottest things to work on and all these different things. And I ran into, when I was looking up medicine and biology, this one like batshit scientist who was doing like genetic engineering or something like this in his garage. And he was selling these kits that sounded so fucking sketchy and every advertising video he was trying to demonstrate the tech had this like ominous music in the background it was like do 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 i shit you not i couldn't tell if it was like a parody like where a fucking zelda game <laughs> yeah. I, I i forget what this is i don't know if i bookmarked it but i'll send it to you guys if i if i, I fucking it. find it but i remember thinking like holy shit i want to just try to buy this to see what the fuck this is because so, what was it it was it was like a help so you remember you remember the whole like punnett square thing I so know. he he created a kit that so with people do those plants all the time i think they try to troy might know more about that kind of thing oh where, that is what you're talking about okay. <laughs> that's what you by punnett square yeah where you kind of take different uh, <coughs> species of plants maybe and try to grow something new. Right, right. And there's actually a calculated process because it's a very simple organism that actually you could follow like a cookbook for these things and create the result. If you are really diligent with it and follow all the instructions properly, they like sell something like that. So this guy was doing that with like organic, like live matter, like chickens and shit like that. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> and he like gave you, he like sold you syringes with the chemicals with these things or something. And it so was. You just, wait, 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 Jerk wait, off wait. a rooster? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, exactly. Right. This dominant gene, we want the rooster to have blue eyes yeah. uh, and also blonde hair. This guy just created the gas station glory hole. Yeah, it was like. Trying to get money for it. It was gas station crisper, I yeah. think. <laughs> <laughs> And, and this guy is exactly how you'd picture him, too. Like, pale face, hadn't had a haircut maybe in, like, three years. Like, one of those dudes who goes on Shark Tank, and they're all like, no. Like, hell no. Like, the dude who wanted to get the thing drilled in people's heads, the Bluetooth. Whoa, what the fuck was that? Oh, it's just dude, another. Shark Tank is hilarious to yeah. me. 
It's different now, but there was this dude who wanted to get like Bluetooth drilled in people's heads. You know, sounds like it's that guy would be on it. You know, I was thinking a pretty funny like fantasy football punishment would be like you have to present get some sort of product, and all your friends <laughs> have to be like the Shark Tank judges. They say mm. shit on you. That'd be a good. Yeah, line that's a. It's kind of like the PowerPoint presentation yeah, right. which I literally never did alright don't fucking tell my viewers that <laughs> but you didn't do it dude did anyone do theirs this year yeah yeah plenty of people did I, are I you still picking it. you haven't picked shit I know picking I, for the product to do yeah no 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 it's just, like week 13 there's I know I picked like 5 with you you fucker dude I know <laughs> I realize that you don't want to tell to everyone dude that's your, well, your league huh? someone do watch shit well you know what I'm fucking killing this league there you go. That's that's the thing, right? So, like I started winning, and all of a sudden, like, like my commission duties just, just like went out the window. Went out the window. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I fucking love it, dude. Wait, speaking of Shark Tank, though, have you guys uh, used Chat GPT yet? No. Have you used it, David? Uh, that's just uh, like sort of uh, AI machine learning, like engine thing yeah 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 what, what does gpt stand so, for a general purpose i don't know actually gpd uh fuck i don't know okay it's made by open ai though that oh yeah 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 it was associated with elon musk at one point but then he left it because it conflicted with tesla's ai program or something like that uh open ai uh, dolly 2 it's, yes, it's yeah, they made. That, they did that's Dolly their too. image generation, right? So the image was the flagship product, which this re- like it was a research firm, and then they released Dolly, I think, in like 2020 or something. No, they uh, Dolly, you're right, in 2020. And then they just released ChatGPT, which is basically you ask it a question, and an AI provides some mm-hmm. answer that is like way more coherent. It simulates what a person would be answering, basically, and people are like ooing and aahing <coughs> over it. Uh, I have a few applications for it. Yeah, no, I've thought of, that's that's what I wanted to get at with this is like, what could you, right what what products, if this tech is working, do you think it could be applied well to? Well, I'll tell you how I use it, or I don't actually use it at the moment, but I'll tell you how I I, <coughs> I thought about using it. Um, you know, obviously, like it's it's clear to you guys, like I I DM for a group, right? Uh-huh. Now imagine like, DM DM a uh, dungeon master for a D&D right? <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking direct message. It's <laughs> like uh, everyone DM. I also DM people, yeah. I've done that. So so David uh, is a dungeon master in the game Dungeon and Brat Dragons. Yeah, right. Which is uh, a role-playing game, but it's 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 not a board game. It's what it, how would you describe? I mean, everyone's heard everyone about. Everyone knows it. what Dungeons and Dragons. But, but well, yeah, but it's it's it's, it's worth an explanation. It's very it's not much like a char- right. So like, you could ask your grandma, and she'll tell you it's the devil's game. You know, you yeah. Can, <laughs> it really depends on you ask. Get rid of um, the Ouija board, and you have fucking <laughs> right. Well, I mean, the most it just depends on who you play with, right? It's really hard to describe this sort of game. I think it's the coolest game ever. But like, let me describe to you how I use it, right? Because I well, write... explain explain the game first, okay? Because uh, actually, I've never played. What? I've never played Dungeons really and Dragons. Once. Okay, uh, so it's, it's a board game without a board. God, that's just so reductive, dude. Like, <coughs> yeah, but uh, that's how we're trying. Like, just, um, just like me saying is only four thousand feet. Oh, yeah, <laughs> right, right. Uh, uh, fuck, D and D is a uh, a role play game. Um, 
is core. Reduce, reduce, reduce. How the fuck do I describe this shit, right? <laughs> like, it's, um, it's, it's easiest to, like, give you an example, but, like... All right, hey, we have is, an example we could go is, through. I mean, don't make me fucking narrate the ending sailing scene. Because <laughs> you guys don't know the rules. Okay. If, if I were never going to go sailing. There so are, my, my shut the fuck up, okay? <laughs> there are probably five to six hundred pages of rules to describe this game. But essentially, it is a, uh, a way to simulate uh, playing a character in a real world. Right, it doesn't have to be yes. Th- you know this this excuse my language like gay ass like fantasy dragons and magic world. It can be anything, right? It could it be just, a Star Wars type it could, universe. It could be I want to make a startup in Silicon Valley. Right, right. You know, right. it's like it's a way to simulate living life in your imagination. Right, right. They and call so, it fear of the mind. Exactly. So, uh, so you create an objective to start the game, or how does it? How does so, the purpose like? Of it's, who wins and loses or how it progresses, how does that come to fruition? Right, and and, and it's so funny you say that because a, a win and lose condition is so ingrained in the concept of a game, you don't really think about how games that don't sort of readily employ that, like what's the point of that if you can't win? Um, and what's cool about D&D is it's like, it's more about how can you play a character honestly um, and for me, the coolest part is like, how do you fucking stay alive? Because like, my dude, that's so, what I've I've from my learned is how do you not die? I'm so a dick, so so I, in the game, then if part of winning is just preserving your character, because you, after to the one end. game you're not done. Yeah, it, it transcends. It's like after the first session you're not done with the game. You those characters are brought into okay, session but, two. But session what three. is what is a session? Okay, so so. <laughs> Yeah, that's no. Exactly. I'm, I'm, try, I'm okay, trying okay, to get okay, to okay. the bare there's, bones it, of it. You're playing Minecraft essentially. <laughs> at, what is at, a session at, of Minecraft? At the, at the core, right? D and D is a narrative, right? Right. A D and D is a narrative built by the DM, who is the person that enforces the rules, and the players, the people that obey the rules. Right? Okay. Players of characters, the DM essentially presents to them a story or a world. The dungeon master presents. The, the dungeon master. Does. So he is the omniscient. Uh, yeah. narrator now, of... To, to call that person omniscient, I think, sells the role of the player short, right? Because, like, I... He's more than omniscient? No, he's less. So <laughs> much less, dude. Okay, so he's so more like... Less. He's more like the little finger who likes to knock down dominoes and then see how the other players respond, but he's in control of the dominoes. Right. Uh, if, if I wasn't in control of the dominoes, that would be a good explanation. If you weren't? If I wasn't. So, like, I think... A bad DM, when a player is like, I want to do this, says no. This is what I envisioned. A good DM is like, okay, you can try that. Ah. So you understand, right? If, if you are playing with four people that can literally do whatever the fuck they want, because that's the point of the game, right? It is to apply rules to freedom of choice. I like this. You've right? never heard them play it on part of my take? Uh, I stopped listening, I think. Oh, they do it once a year, and they bring in a killer dungeon master, and half the time they end up, like, sucking each other's dicks. Dude, it's like, crazy. You okay, can okay. literally do whatever the fuck you want. Like, I... So, like, so what you're saying, though, is you... You're not... You're not immediately giving the choices of what they could do. You could just evaluate... Or help them evaluate their so decisions. Here's... I probably spend five to six hours a week on this. I spend hours on it, dude. And it's like, it is a, uh, 
It's a lot of things. Uh, in part, it is creating characters uh, and information about a world, right? Which I developed myself maybe two or three years ago, just in a random spurt of Adderall fueled. Uh, <laughs> no, literally. Wait, so your game <clears throat> that you've been playing is a continuation? I've up been until playing with two years for two years, with my friends. In so the, the, the game world, hasn't. Oh no! Way. Have they died yet? Nope. Oh, one of them died. Weston died. Does he get West, to play anymore? Weston respawn. I, I, his character's dead. He's dead. Okay. And dude called me the next day, and he was like out of sorts. He was like, "Dude, I don't know what the fuck to do." And I was like, "Well, uh, his character name was Utrecht. He's fu- he's dead. Like, you can come back and make a new character if you want, but that." May- and to me, like, this is what I was getting at. Okay, like, no, we're being very vague, though. I want to, I want to try to. Okay, okay. Because I don't Everyone know anything. Everyone knows about what Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> let me, let me explain to you how it starts. Let me explain you how it starts. I, I meet up with all my friends, okay? Four of them, my best friends. And I'm like, Let's just play. play. David, go, get, go get the boy. <laughs> We're play this game. And I'm like, uh, they all come up with characters, right? They have classes, all this random shit. And I'm like, okay, uh, Matt, you are a fucking human bard, okay? You're in a bar. You've just woken up. You drank all night. Your head is pounding. You look around. There's maybe three or four people in the bar. The bartender's there serving the random man drinks. He's decrepit and old there's a random gnome in the corner he's maybe three or two or three feet tall that's true i've never seen this person before he's probably got a small penis i think his name hey. is uh, it's average like the sticker line. Uh, if you look outside you see a board with a bunch of papers on it and one of them has uh the half drawn face of you know so i present to them basically a description a scenario a scenario uh, and they move forward. So you present a scenario in which the characters are all present, and then they say, which is kind of like their move in the game, what they, how they respond to that scenario. Yeah, and and you can't think of things like it, it's not just move back and forth. It becomes very organic, right? Right, right no, so, I, I just am trying to simplify it in like game terms. Very, you play Adventure so. Quest. No, Adventure <laughs> Quest. Holy shit! Throwback right? that game. Yeah. yeah. I had an um, older brother. If I played this shit, he would have felt like... Adventure you know, Quest is more older brother-y at, than... At its core, it's storytelling, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's, story, it's, it's group storytelling. So, like, I, I, I spend most of the time uh, creating characters and basically giving my friends sort of the opportunity to engage in <coughs> story hooks. Whether it's... They what see, do you mean by story hook? It could be uh, an abandoned mine on the side of the road. You know, it could be... Uh, currently, for example, I hope they don't watch this. Actually, I, I don't want to say it in case they do. Say a previous one then, uh, if you okay. can remember. Um, the original arc, which took about a year to finish, um, they uh, started in a small <coughs> village. They met up, uh, and they basically tracked. It's very medieval fantasy. Uh, the sort of kidnappings of this ancient evil that was rising up in the forest. Uh, did some reconnaissance, sort of met up and engaged with um, sort of the, the local government of a town and eventually sort of ended up sort of delving into a dungeon deep in the forest to the northeast of this uh, town within uh, the main country of my land, which is called Lund. Um, so they're trying to figure out what was going on that was like magical out in the outskirts of this town? There were, basically, there were people being hurt. Right. And they want to do the right thing and help them. No, I'm thinking of that movie that we, uh, 
Annihilation, where there's the shimmer Ooh, into Natalie the Pullman? Yeah, 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 exactly. And Dude, we yeah. tried to watch that last night. I fell asleep. <laughs> it's a little too cerebral for me. Not yeah, to I say I'm that. stupid. I, I don't got love too that. high. I love that movie. I just got too yeah. high. Not asleep. my favorite movie. I... Okay, okay, but going back to the DNA. Fuck it, we lost them. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you go to the outskirts, and as a you're the one presenting that scenario, mm-hmm. and. There's not, I, I want to say a problem to solve, but it's not even that. It's more they're investigating it, and then they interact with the other people, their characters, who are defined by that scenario. Uh, what to, like, their options are constrained by the scenario, but they could kind of have free reign over what they decide to say they're going to do. So I think that's the beauty of it, right? Their options are not constrained. But they can't just say, oh, no, I'm on a planet now. I disregard. Right. But they can say, David, I'm actually not interested in that. I'd like to go, um, uh, what time is it? I'd be like, oh, you know, it's probably 6 p.m., maybe 7 p.m. Uh, you notice in the town that people are starting to come off work, uh, make their way towards the taverns and inns around the town. And maybe he says, you know, tonight, I don't feel like investigating um, the kidnappings. I'm going to go get fucked up. Okay. <laughs> and I have to accommodate that. So, so like, uh, that's sort of the beauty of it, right? There is, if they want, there is uh, sort of a path I'll lay out for them. Right. But I'll tell you this, 99% of the time, what I envision is not what happens. Right. So, like, the best prep I do, which is why I spend a lot of time <coughs> on this, is, like, I don't prepare, I don't prepare plots. I... I create characters and factions, and I just, as time progresses, move forward their motivations, right? How that do you way... Do, how do you do that? Uh, you spend... No. <laughs> I, do, I do this. I do this, and I'd be like, what would happen if this happened? <laughs> and i type it out. Okay, yeah. No, no, but, yeah. like, as far... All right, let's try to create an example, then. Going back to the one, you're in this village and something's haunting the village, basically. And essentially what you're trying to motivate the team, or not team, the players of the game, is to go investigate whatever's going on and see how they handle it. I hope, because I spent a lot of time writing stuff for this, right? I hope they do that. Right. So how can it get... like? to the point where they sort of play along to the point where they're in that scenario now in this new level let's just say level i guess okay and they're dealing and figuring out actually what the antagonist of this thing is what this force is versus diverging now to a new storyline which then puts it back into your plate to create a response for them to respond to a new thing What's your question? Because I do both of those. So, so, so what, I'm, what I'm trying to get at is, um, so it doesn't turn into an immediate back and forth between, it can, like a give and take. It can. The battles can. Let me let me tell you about last session, right? Okay, yeah. G- give us an example they, of something that's happening. They're in a new city, uh, and uh, I have a pretty sick fucking narrative planned, right? I've spent so much fucking time on this shit. And uh, to sort of introduce them to one of the factions in the city, <coughs> Cleft, which is sort of a thieves' guild, uh, I <laughs> so fucking ridiculous. I I had uh, sort of one of the minions, which they met up with uh, via some other friend, um, 
essentially give them a mission uh, that would sort of earn trust between them, right? Like, yeah. if you do this for us, we'll give you information, and maybe you will um, earn our trust to do more for us, right? Because they yeah. want information on some other factions. So you're so, representing the minions that they're going to meet up there. On everybody. On everybody but them. Right. Right? Uh, so, you know, a lot a lot of D&D is role-playing. A lot of it is acting. Um, it's thinking on the spot. Uh, but anyways, I, I give them this quest super simple, right? Like, go clear out this cave of evil things and report back when it's done. And, like, I was fucking... St- you just, like, you never expect this shit. There was... I'd already planned for this. There was a... There's a ship in the cave, right? Yeah. And I... This group essentially gave them this job because they wanted to use that for financial reasons. Uh, they don't know that, but <coughs> this is the plan. So they go there... And my fucking buddy Jake, after they clear out the enemies, is like, yo, let's take this ship. And in my mind, I'm like, well, of course they're going to fucking take the ship. Like, why right. did I think of yeah. that? <laughs> so all of a sudden, I'm thinking of ways to, like, how do I how do I apply the rules of D&D to sailing, right? It's, what it's are really the, easy. It sounds like there's no rules, though. There are. That's the beauty of this game. If you have truly internalize it you can turn anything into skill checks so all right let me try to rebut as if i was you in this situation so they just passed your quest they solved the mystery of the cave and who was there and they defeated or or solved the objective i don't know if it turned into a conflict where they actually had to defeat or maybe barter their way out of the situation which they could do where they earned the ship can you just be like Oh, there's gale force winds on the seas. This, I could. Sh- this ship is also fucking rotting. You could. Okay, so I that's not that. That's within the constraints of the rules. I I could do that. That's probably bad DMing. Ah. Okay. The point of the game is you should let like obviously if there are real reasons why something shouldn't be allowed, mm-hmm. you should enforce those because the the point is sort of to simulate reality. You know, so unless unless you planted a seed prior to their excursion, that would have uh, what's that literary term that pred- or it's a hint to what happens foreshadowing foreshadows that that would have been the case. It would have been bad DMing. Not necessarily bad, but like you know you don't want to restrict people from being creative, right? Right, right. Uh, my job is to react to that. So like Jake says, let's sail the ship, and in my mind I'm like, oh fuck, okay, I have to try and make this work, right? And that's what they ended up doing. So I basically created a bunch of skill checks for them, and they ended up sailing the ship from the cave outwards into the city. And what's you know what's so fucking beautiful about this game is like I didn't expect that, but because I spend literally hours a week creating factions and like uh, sort of motivations, bonds, flaws between all these different characters, like I know exactly what that means. You know that ship belonged to a faction ten years ago. It was stolen that single faction like keeps an eye on the docks like they know it exists now which was not in originally the intent of the people that hired them to get that ship or rather to clear the cave they didn't tell them the ship was there because they have you know they have mistrust they didn't <coughs> tell them why they want the cave and so like you, the, the beauty of it is like you create narrative out of the things you forget okay you but, know but what I mean? in your head when you're creating that like that what you just described hmm. So they perceived that shit being there for from a different perspective than at which you presented it originally. So when you're saying you're preparing 
that response in a way. You're, you're, you're not preparing the response. You're creating the narrative in your mind of why it's there. Uh, they're not aware to it, right? No, no, I don't exactly. Do okay, okay. So, so the effort is anticipating maybe all the uh, conceivable reasons of how they could approach this scenario. So, so that's a you, you know, it's funny you say that because like that is a pretty common approach. It's the wrong one. No one can anticipate every scenario. Yeah, yeah. But, so, but what I'm saying so, is like... like uh, so, so let me continue. What yeah, yeah. you do instead is you understand... Uh, you understand sort of the, the viewpoints... Of each of the react. characters. Right. right so that right, way okay. you can react on the spot. Yes. Right? You don't need to have that scenario prepared. You just know how people would react. But you... They're also... You're not saying you're this type of player. You're They're developing that themselves. So mm-hmm. how, how do you... How do you do that? What do you mean? What I mean is you, what I'm saying or what you're saying is you're not only creating the scenario, you're envisioning who these characters are and trying to manipulate the circumstances so they act accordingly. Maybe a little bit. I don't want to manipulate them too much. <laughs> I want to present to them a blank slate and let them... It's open world. ...make their choice. No, 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 but... Obviously, I want them to follow sort of the breadcrumbs I leave for them. And so I will attempt in my descriptions to lead them to something. Ah. Very rarely. So, so you'll like give one that. character maybe a carrot that will play into maybe. the role that you thought they were going to be. Yeah, and that's a big part of it, right? Like uh, oftentimes when you make a character... And then they, because they're also playing the game, they can't just disregard that. It's like, oh, I fell... For that, maybe that's not the right way to put it, but like, oh yeah, now I am that guy who fucking took the steak and I'm eating it. Like, I like steak. (laughs) Often, like you'll you'll play a character that isn't you, right? Yeah, yeah, it's sort of the fun of it. Right, right. right. And Uh, so I I did improv and the technical term improv. Yeah, it's it's, you you have to yes and it. That's yes and is just the fucking core of D and D. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking amazing. It's so cool, like. Yo, I, uh, like, for my work, I don't really speak a lot, you know? Like, I have meetings and I talk about technical stuff, but, like, I would say the most, not practice, it's sort of weird to say that, but, like, I get a shitload of just sort of oratory practice playing D&D. Because I'm literally there for four hours speaking the entire fucking time. Huh. Describing and just, like, making shit up the top of my head. And the worst part is, like, Everything I say is canon. So, like, I'll say something. And, and you have to keep going I with have it, to, even I, if you didn't want. I have to write it down, or I have to record it, I have to remember it, because, like, they'll fucking latch onto that. Right. So, so is there any abrupt moments where it's not consistent with what you presented that have to get audited? Or No, I'm sick. No, I'm, I'm like, I'm sick. Like, R- I spend, but, but, okay, you're it happens, good, but, okay. but it, it rarely does, because, like, I spend a lot of time making sure it doesn't. Okay. But it certainly happens. All right. Can we uh, practice? Uh, how do you want to practice? I don't know. Let's do a, a practice scenario or something. Okay. Troy, you, you up for that? Yeah. Uh, let's do it. Uh, I mean, fuck, practice okay. DMV is probably hard. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's, it's hard. Start at the beginning. It's hard for no, me. Well, he's dude. saying he's good at being the DM, the well, dungeon master. We usually have to like set up an entire. We should do it. We should do a D and D. I mean, I, I I DM for you guys. It, it takes a lot of time to prepare. But there's, there's no short 
Here, let me pit, let me piss first. Dude, you I'd set be... it up with him because I've done D and D before. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he'll take a piss. Yeah, yeah. piss. Alright, Troy's gonna piss. Uh, are we doing the D and D sailing scene? <laughs> That's a good one to start with. Yeah, it's okay. Okay. Does Troy have to be here when we start or No, he doesn't have to be here when we start. Okay, well whenever I, I So what do you what do you want? Like just sort of an indication of how it works? I mean I kinda think I get how it works, but I learn by doing. Yeah, so I do too. That's uh I I guess the the part I'm confused about is like what's acceptable and what's not. And I know what you're gonna say, everything's acceptable. But it sounds like it's like golf where there's uh unwritten rules where you can't infringe on where you can't just so if you're playing like a board game you can't just flip it you can't just knock over the tower and say no now i you know you like outline that i am this troll in the cave who had a club all of a sudden i'm an elf with a fucking wand yeah Yeah, correct you know what i mean so um no i mean you you nailed it like there are unwritten rules I, i think there's a difference in playing the game with your friends your very close friends who sort of understand that because i think the unwritten rules are just unwritten social rules, right? Don't be a dick. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just understand sort of the conceit of it, which is like this sort of shared um, understanding that nothing is real, and so we're going to attempt to be as realistic as possible under those assumptions. Right. And uh, so that the dungeon master's main responsibility then is to preserve a scenario where those decisions could be as most realistic as possible you can't just like say there's lightning happening and also some fucking like singularity and reality appeared and you just give this limitless amount of opportunity it has to be uh passively constrained where it gives them the freedom to do what they want but they also don't feel like oh yeah i have to open that door you know what i mean like there's only one door and you're also forgetting about the most important part of all this, which is the dice. Oh, there's dice. This is so. I couldn't get. Let's just let's just do it. Know that dice exist tells me a lot because it means you know nothing about this. Yeah. Um, dice are like the the entire. They're the core of this. Okay. Like how, helmet. All right. Let's do a brief explanation of how the dice okay. goes in. Uh, so the most important dice in D and D is the one d twenty, twenty sided dice. Every single check you do, uh, so you probably like. How do we? How do we do a D and D sailing scene? Here's how I would do it, since I literally just talk fucking how I I literally just did this. Uh, no, not a coincidence. Well, it is a coincidence, but I didn't do it purposefully. Um, here's how I presented the D and D sailing scene. Um, they had just cleared out a a former hideout, uh, and. Lo and behold, my friend Jake, who plays a character called Augustus, who's based on a character from uh, a series of Chinese novels uh, that I actually have down there called uh, Three Body Problem. Yeah, I've heard. Yeah, uh, amazing series of sci-fi novels. Um, His character is called Gus, based on a character called Mike, who's essentially a sort of environmentalist who's rebelling against his very successful CEO father, who, in his pursuits uh, of wealth, has essentially ruined um, forests and, you know, deforestation, whatever. Sort of a, a major environmental impact. So yeah. his character was seriously sort of ruined by this. And this is all built into my world. Um, 
Augustus. He told me, hey, like, what do you think about sailing the ship? So I think, okay, what's my response? If I were someone and I were to do something, I'm being as general as possible, there is a chance something does or doesn't happen. That's fair. If that, yeah, very general. If that is the case, then you roll dice for it. Right? Uh, so, like, so like, if if Jake is like, hey, Gus wants to take a step forward, he doesn't have to tell me that. You can take a step forward. Right. If he's like, hey, I'd like to climb that. I'd like to ascertain if this ship is saleable. Then I give him a check. I say, oh, you want to ascertain if the ship is saleable? Uh, you're from Volnsgate, which is a port side city. You probably have some sort of proficiency in this. You can roll your intelligence check, because I would say this is an intelligence check. Uh, you know, some sort of uh, nautical knowledge, maybe historical knowledge. Uh, see how you do. He rolls a dice. He gets some sort of bonus based on his character's like abilities. And that dice roll, I come up with some sort of DC, which is uh, essentially like a, a minimum value he has to reach to be successful. He rolls that, and if he reaches it, he gets a successful result. So let's say the DC is 15, okay. which is like medium. Like, you should be pretty good. He rolls a 16. I say, okay, um, you look at the ship. Um, the, the wood is partially rotted. Uh, there's no, you sort of, you feel around the hole, the hole of it uh, going into it, and you see there's no holes in it. Um, uh, some of the rigging <sighs> is sort of fucked up. You'll have to find some ropes, uh, but you can probably do it. So he's like, okay, David, like, that sounds cool. Like, uh, I would like to um, apply this rigging, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, so, you know, uh, time sales, like, you already rolled the intelligence check. Like, it probably takes dexterity to sort of tie that up, make sure it's all, like, fastened correctly. So roll a dexterity check. So he rolls a dexterity check. Augustus isn't very dexterous. He gets a low score. And I'm like, okay, so you didn't do a very good job. Maybe you call on a friend, blah, blah, blah. We basically work through that. Eventually, they make their way to where they're on the ship. The rigging's all set. It is a, this is a seaworthy ship. They can take it out. Yeah. So, so just to pause. Yeah. It sounds like the dice, the purpose of it is when there's a more consequential like transition in the game. It helps you guide how the decision making is going to actually, like, come to fruition. With which, like, keeping you roll the dice every turn. You roll, you roll some a lot. form of dice. But you you were kind of going or describing a back and forth between this person mm-hmm. where the dice has to be rolled in order to make these more consequential decisions, right? right? But just creating the scenario in the back and forth of the characters figuring out sort of what their role is, are you really <clears> nice? I'm not... That's a weird thing to say. So I roll dice for a lot of things. Let's okay. say, so you're you're the arbiter of who when to roll the dice then. Okay, dice are <laughs> yes, but also dice are like a way to inject randomness into ah, the scenario. Okay, right? okay, okay. So let's say I you gotta tastefully use the dice. Uh, uh, sort of. So like, well, you say, can't just say, like if it's a yes or no question, like roll a sixteen side dice to answer that, you know. Yes or no question is the wrong thing. It's more like, can I do this? Roll a dice for it. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. You really got to play this game to get it. All right, well, let's yeah. try to play it's, one it's, short it's round. Complicated dice. game. But like, I can get a okay. dice roller. Like, so, I mean, I can go roller. get dice for my room right now. I have, I have a bunch of dice. I have 20-side die. All right, let's, let's do one. Right is is there right a 20-minute, 30-minute D&D game? 
We should do a Dude, whole pot of one. Yeah. I would love. Let's just do that. Let's. All right, all right. I think we should wait because there's no. Okay, David. Wait, let's just do a whole pod with one because you can't do D and D. I'm just trying to figure. It's Twenty out. minutes. There's really no way to do it. You gotta like do the whole adventure. I wish you could do a better adventure. job explaining it, but it's like it's so no. I think I get right? it. I'm just trying to. Uh, I have I have this much pages with the rules I've read for uh, this game. Does okay. that make sense? Like it's it's insane. Um, like there there are definitely rules for how to judge Salem, but I had to make <laughs> something up in this box. I wasn't gonna stop the game to okay. do that. Uh, I thought what I did was pretty good, which is just like intelligence to judge um, your bearing, dexterity to sort of do the rigging, and dexterity to sail, or rather to to, to turn the wheel, mainly, and wisdom to um, like understand how to dock, right? Which is just sort of these very core skills a human has. Yeah, yeah. And that's you differentiate between characters, right? Right. Some people are good at things, better at others. Gotcha. Um so no i think i get yeah. it I, I just want because i've never played i'm trying to really in my mind like compartmentalize because it is still a game how you game. navigate like the i did like a reducto ad absurdum it's like oh i can just do anything because that's what you're saying but also i can't really do anything they but, call that the murder ho so like a lot of kids that play D D, like and this is understandable right they'll be like okay <coughs> Uh, you're walking along a road. A, a wagon is is coming towards you. Uh, slowly, like crests the horizon. Uh, there's three people there. They're, it's drawn by a donkey. It seems like they have valuables in the cart. What do you do? The kid goes. I take out my sword and stab that. <laughs> right? They call those murder hobos. Yeah, yeah. They have no place to live. No sort of bonds or flaws that that um, sort of ground them. All they care about is killing shit for loot. Which is a way to play the game. I think historically, uh, if you go back to the 80s, that's sort of what D&D was. It was a dungeon crawler. It was very much numbers and statistics based. Yeah. Right? Like you choose the skills you're good at and you try and survive. Nowadays, that's just how people have... It's more about the theater of it. Yeah. Right. It's about role playing. It's about like sort of emotional investment. Yeah. (laughs) well, yeah, if you have a character for a year, yeah, yeah, and like, then it dies. Like, you're like, well, fuck. Like literally, you live with these people, right? You you come to like sort of, uh, you're ingrained in their sort of emotional perspective. Yeah, um, and I think that's cool. That's what I like, and a lot of people don't. I definitely force it on my players. Yeah, I like. I want them to be emotionally involved. I th- I think we've found th- found a new installation of 40th Street Pod. Hmm? Yeah, we gotta do a D and D. We gotta do a reoccurring D and D episode. I could run a killer episode, uh, killer episode D&D. I'm good at it. The first one want. could be a pilot where you just teach me how to play. <laughs> I think you play by doing. Like, cool. You know that, yeah, yeah. You play, exactly. play by doing. And it was like, a, once you play, you're like, oh, I get yeah. it. Yeah. Once you play, you get it. Yeah. No, I, I love that shit. I'm, I would like to think I'm pretty good at uh, role-playing, too. I don't know if my previous partners would agree, but... <laughs> Ha! <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not about, like, acting well. It's just, like, do you make the decisions your character would? You know? Yeah. It's always. Like, you don't be good at voice acting. I'm fucking terrible at voice acting. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm putting a lot of effort, and my players notice, but, like, I just don't have that thing in my brain that makes me good at it. Yeah. I wish... Dude, I wish I was, man. Because it would be really cool. Um, but anyways, we probably spent a lot of time on that. I didn't mean to. No, no, no. It's important. Um, I and, think... and I'm just so I'm pretty bad at explaining it because yeah, just... you want more of this, brother? Yeah, I do. I really do. Um, 
This is tasty shit. But, like, Troy. Oh, Chad, don't want any of the whiskey. Dude, I legitimately spend so much time on that shit, man. Hours every week. It's crazy, dude. It's D&D. Awesome. Fuck. You gotta start streaming that. Yeah? Yeah. Why not? Dude, we'll stream one of our D&D. Once we get into, like, fucking the, you know, David's planet of all these meteorites and shit collapsing and Troy's, like, uh, Legolas while I'm, like, Anakin Skywalker we're trying to navigate. Yeah, we, we want to do uh, Interstellar. <laughs> all right, you want to know the crazy shit that's going on? Okay, so in my, in my D&D campaign, this is the last thing I'll say. Uh, the, the, like, company they're investigating, which they think just, like, sort of contributed to... Uh, the supply shock in minerals uh, for a council that they know, like any other side of the world, is in fact run by a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> they have no idea. Yeah, so what's going to happen is they're going to be like, oh, I want to meet the fucking CEO. And they're going to like him up. And he's going to fuck him up. Yeah, hopefully he yeah. kills one of them. Yeah. I love killing those fuckers, dude. Like Weston, my, one of my oldest friends, called him the next day. He still has not returned. <laughs> he was like heartbroken. And I was like, Yeah, I mean, I feel like that'd be pretty hard. It's like we started a hardcore. Like you're, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, dude. Exactly. But that's the point, right? And I, I told him this. I was like, Man, like, it sucks you died. Because that's a year or more, year and change your life. Yeah, I feel like you look back and you go, Damn. That's gone. Yeah. <laughs> that's gone. Yeah, dude. It's but, like. But think of what it's it worse did. than finishing college. Yeah. <laughs> right. I <laughs> think what it did to my friends. Like the rest of them are like they're so invested now because all of a sudden there is that clear cemented proof that this matters. Like, yeah, dying you will sucks. Lose, yeah. You'll lose your fucking character. Yeah, and I have zero qualms about doing it. Yeah, that's and that's the, that's like the sort of the conceit that you buy into, and if you do buy into it, and it's realistic. There's no game that can replicate that. Yeah. No. Yeah, we'll play. Cool. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it anymore. I will, because I'll talk about no, it. No, 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 I, I, I do, but yeah. No, we'll, we have to just play a game, but we don't have the time for tonight. Check out the new 40th Street podcast stickers. Uh, they're about, uh, I would say, six inches, uh, which it's is average. Qu- coincidentally the size of my cock, uh, if I add six inches. Uh, around by, by three and a half inches uh, it's got of course your D's your hosts uh, with the a 40th street tower in the background a beautiful sun with no sunglasses which is you know a waste of space uh, if, if uh, you know if I'm being honest as well as just a, a beautiful you know scene in the background painted by uh, a an illustrious fiber artist uh, probably with some sort of Indian name. And I promise you, I, I like Indian people. Uh, I haven't just made two jokes about Indian people for no reason. Um, but, you know, check it out. Uh, if you see the sticker on your local ski pole, uh, when I say ski pole, I mean like lift pole. Uh, make sure you, you put your phone out and you read the QR code and you follow them on YouTube, uh, Spotify, and of course uh, iTunes. Um, you know, yours truly will be on it. I'm, I'm on it right now, as well as uh, the two stars of the show, Yorton D's. Uh, why they call themselves that, I do not know. Um, but, you know, here we are. Here we are. Matt's wearing a tie-dye shirt. <laughs> You're done? No, <laughs> it's kind of a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know when that one was going to end. I, I do not know. What's Dude. the name of it? 
C.com is gnarly. It's Wait, no, finish it. Finish uh, 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 David's. Okay. I don't think that <laughs> oh, was, no, was done. Was oh, it done? I, I didn't know I had it in. Oh, okay, okay. And, uh... Promo code. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's for the stickers. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it is for the stickers. So what's the promo code? Uh, promo, promo code, code. uh... uh F-O-R-T-Y... 40. T-H... 40-40. 40, 40, uh, fanatically... 40 stickers for $40. 40 <laughs> Forty fanatically, then the number forty. Yeah, right, right, right. Forty, forty. Just f you. <laughs> yeah, because no, this is something I've been. Uh, so I'm a mechanical engineer, but um, I think like I've sort of been thinking to pivot it, like pivot more towards like software stuff. I, we've talked about this before, yeah, yeah. and I think Troy also has also, you know learned more about like programming and all that shit uh and you didn't start like i think you said you're an economics writer. i said economics and russian literature R- russian literature oh they have a good take on economics so they have a good take on a lot of things mainly psychology yeah so what would you yeah. i guess what would your or what explain your decision making where you're like all right this is what i'm gonna do i'm gonna actually just like learn how to code x and y and i found what advice you'd have for someone who's maybe also thinking because i think a lot of people these days because they understand that computers and like the digital world sort of rules and they're just like looking for an opportunity that will give them the freedom to sort of work in the way that they want and also sort of nerd out and do the problem solving that they think they should be doing. So like, how do you like navigate that process? Um, I don't know how much you reflected on that for yourself, but I just know for a fact you did it. I I did do it. Uh, I think, I mean, I can, I can tell you what the most important thing is, which is that like, if you want to be effective as a software engineer, uh, and that's all I'm saying. I don't. I'm not telling you you need to be knowledgeable or uh, a sort of computer science engineer. If you want to be effective and get a job in the workforce, you need to be able to come up with interesting ideas and build them. Like I am the opposite of a knowledgeable person. Like, right. So, what do you mean by interesting ideas? I rather, you need to find things you're interested in and build them. Right. Of course. Uh, like, let's take a step back. Yeah. So, you know, computers are interesting, and you know that what these tech companies are working on, there's some black magic. Like, I have an iPhone, right? But I've, I haven't studied how it works but you know that there is uh like a bedrock of software behind it so as an outsider trying to go into that and 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 contribute what's your approach and also how to like how do you approach that and think about or how do you develop those interesting ideas so you like gain the confidence that that is something you kind of build on. Does so, that make sense? I, no, it does. I did a very, a very poor job of explaining it. It's not about finding interesting ideas. Um, like, I learn the most not from reading 
you know, Daniel Four's book on software engineering, not from reading that Code Complete book I showed you, which is sort of gives you um, sort of an explanation on design patterns. But like, I this is just so stupid. I wanted to build a fucking web page that showed me my RuneScape character stats. Yeah. Right. So if I knew how to write code, whether it was HTML or sort of the server-side code, I could do that. So that was what propelled me into it. Right. So you, like, had, a, you had a reason why you wanted to develop this trade. I, I think, I think w wanting, and I'm taking a real step back, like wanting to build stuff is the most important skill you can have yeah. in learning. Because like, you're just, you're not going to, you're not going to gain anything, but it's like reading, depending on what you want to do, you're not going to gain anything, but it's like reading sort of esoteric texts. Of course. Because the field is immensely broad. Right. But like, let's say, let's get real specific. Let's say you just want to get a job. Like, learn to fucking uh, write HTML, write eight pages <laughs> of HTML, and then go from there. Like, maybe that, that, that web page needs a server. You know, you need to have... Uh, some sort of persistent data. Right. Then you build a server, uh, and maybe it needs to really be persistent, like as you need a database, you need yeah. a database technology. Like, I. So so I I totally agree and uh, relate to what you're saying. I guess I want to get more into uh, like the psychology maybe of where it's like, holy shit, I haven't done this. Right. I'm an economics student, or I'm in marketing, or I'm a mechanical engineer who have never. Uh, really dug into the like the guts of the mechanics in the computer how I would give it the proper instructions in the form of a program to do that how do I get over that mental hurdle in order to learn how to do it right so I, I don't want to disappoint you Matt I would tell you're not going to disappoint me trust me I do this every day most with everything people, <laughs> most people that that code for a living do not understand anything about what a computer actually does. They can write code. Okay, so, so, so understanding the computer part, I kind of just said that as a uh, like a placeholder of hyperbolizing. Oh, you really don't know what you're doing. What I'm saying is like, what gives you the ability to make that transition where it's like, all right, like I, I know I really want to do this and I really want to get a job. I really want to build this thing. And I don't have any experience. Like, where do I start? Mm. And where, like, like how do I navigate do the, the uncertainty? Practically, where do you start? I mean, there's there's so many resources online. Like, free code camp is pretty obvious. Um, most of them just teach you JavaScript. Yeah. They teach you web development, uh, which I, I think is super important because it's fairly straightforward. It's not like it's not like a type language. Like, you don't have to understand a lot of the ins and outs of programming. You just have to have like some sort of idea of what you want to do, and you can write code that that does that. Um, and then from there, let's say you've done free code. It's Free Code Academy, I think. Um, you've done a bunch of their courses, which essentially like take you through the roots of uh, making a web page. You know, like uh, taking data and presenting that. Um, you know, you learn to write a for loop, uh, sort of at an if condition, just really simple logical stuff. Um, and then from there, it's just like, it's, it's so hard to describe, like, because it's, it's just a massive field. From there, it's just like, what are your interests in terms of, like, 
either what kind of code you like to write or like how do you like to apply code yeah um, so, so so for you you kind of started i want to build this thing right and then well, you, you did okay. it and then you sort of figured out like what are the structures behind it and learned about it so what i ha what happened is i took a course my senior college because i just i had nothing else to do i took a like an intro to cs class and i was like whoa this is sick okay and that's it that's literally it I, I took a cs class it was like java um and i just thought it was the coolest like nothing made my mind more excited than just like figuring out writing some algorithm and i was like wow i'm i'm like more excited about this than i've ever been about anything so it was sort of a clear-cut uh like decision for me and I, so i don't want to like sort of paint my path as sort of the generic one i think a lot of people get into cs or rather software engineering nowadays because it is a somewhat easy job opportunity yeah but um, yeah the reason why, why i want to ask is because i feel like that's not the the right way to approach it i guess where it's like like how like, i think what you started on or what you're talking about is i really want to do this thing right and so then i learned how to do it functionally i made it work but also there was some sort of bite like the, like and this has nothing to do with the code it's more how did that process hook me on this larger field yeah i mean i i could yeah I, i'm definitely not like a good person to ask because i think i could have taken a, a weed out boring ass class and liked it you know but for me like i don't spend a lot of time reading books about cs right I've read some of the more more basic ones just like to make sure I'm educated and not a fucking retard. <laughs> but like, I just really like to make stuff. I, I like yeah, spend yeah. so much time doing that. Um, and so like most of my experience comes from building stuff I wanted to build. Uh, so like I, I'm not, I don't think this is the best advice for everybody, but like if I was to give advice to someone that was like, hey, you know, I'm sort of torn on switching jobs, but I really like the concept of being able to build whatever I want with code, then just start with that. Like, and that will teach you everything you need to know because everything is on Google. Like, you don't need to go to a fucking yeah. university to learn shit. You don't. Not for CS. I mean, if you want to get really, really into it and get like your master's in CS, you can. Yeah. Uh, but not to get a job. And certainly not to be effective on a computer. Yeah. No, I, I think... Uh probably the best people at any trade is not because they like wanted to get a job you know it's more yeah like they had a, for sure. a reason for doing it that led them down a rabbit hole which then that happened to have some level of complexity where yep. they got this really good intuitive understanding yeah. that other people who would have followed a more traditional like curriculum based approach uh they don't have because it was more absolutely yeah yeah yo i i mean my 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 probably my two best friends uh one works for linkedin one works for google dude one of them uh, evan who works for linkedin really smart guy i actually a lot of the st things i work on i work on with him um and the only reason he can fucking do shit is because he does a lot of stuff out of work my other friend who works for google is fucking useless <laughs> He yeah, is yeah. like he is. He went to Stanford, uh, CS major at Stanford. The most useless 
fucking software engineer I've ever met. Yeah. Love him. Brilliant dude. But, like, I would never do a project with him. Yeah. Because his knowledge is so fucking blinder like it's 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 zeroed in on yeah. this very specific google-based technology yeah. and and i mean how do how do you guys like this goes actually beyond coding but if you just because i i think basically what you're describing is there's a difference between uh going into something because you just have no purpose for it and you want to learn it because you think it's something worth learning right so this could be like reading any arbitrary book that someone recommended or saying oh i'm gonna learn python versus i have a purpose for learning this thing or reading this book and what you get out of it you know so much more like how do you uh like, what do you, have you thought about what you get out of it when those two circumstances are, like, present, right? Because uh, for me, I think the whole education system is more the, well, actually, I don't know former letter what I said, but it's it, it's instructive. It's like you do step A, step B, step C, step D, and then all of a sudden you're a comp sire, a mechanical engineer, or whatever, right? But... The truth is, is you might be way superior to someone who did that if you didn't do that path and you just said, I really want to fucking build this website or something. And you've backtracked basically. And you said, I want to start with this. This is the thing I want to build. And then you figured out and understood everything that goes into making it, you know? Well, it's just a passion drives. Passion will outwork. I, I, think yeah, yeah. I think he's right, but at the same time, I mean, yeah, to play devil's advocate, like, my buddy Rick will say, uh, I'll be telling him about something I've worked on, and he'll ask me some fundamental question about what I did, <coughs> right? Uh, something, whether it's to do with performance or, you know, the, uh, you know, Ellen time, whatever I'm doing. I will have no answer. For but that. is that useful? It is? It is. All the time? Not all the time. No, it's it's yeah. not. It, and and that, that, right, it, it it doesn't really matter because yeah, I was yeah. able to do it. But like, do you want to be able to do something, or truly understand why what you did is right? And like, I don't think I could seriously tell you. I guess what I think is, as far as that understanding goes, usually the best intuitive understanding comes from not just trying to understand it for its own sake but having a reason to understand it right so it's like if you went through the fucking you know you like you were saying earlier uh you fucking ran the seven miles uphill and you you got fucking murdered by this experience and you know the ins and outs because of it even though that your intention wasn't the lessons you were going to learn your intentions were just completing the objective but maybe because I was so involved in it, I didn't understand that if I'd taken a right, I might have saved some time. Yeah, yeah. But you know? but is that worth the you know PhD thesis that Who you? Who fucking yeah, knows? Yeah. Uh, I think for some in some cases it is. You know, it's worth it. I, I'm not like decrying getting yeah. a PhD. Or beyond you know, like, beyond comp sci, is there any other thing in life have you guys have thought of that like that kind of principle applies though? 
the, the principle of uh, sort of doing over knowing or doing you know I mean? or, or yeah so I guess the difference is having like a premeditative approach versus just right. fucking jumping into the fire you haven't said much Troy I, I haven't been able to follow this conversation very much <laughs> <laughs> you should though I, you, you well I'm listening no I've, 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 I've heard I've heard everything I think, uh, honestly, extreme, like any sport, I think, like yeah, extreme, sp- extreme sports, like, yeah. extreme sports, I think are the yeah, best examples. You just gotta say, fuck it. Exactly. Like, like <laughs> jumping off a ski lift or getting up on a surfboard. It's not like you're premeditating. You can prepare all you want. Right. But it, it, yeah, it, there's a moment it just clicks and you backtrack why it clicked. Right. Right. Uh, actually, that's why I've never like snowboarding even. It's like, <clears throat> but Oh, hey, you're fucking good skier, David. Explain you this. Think, you think, <laughs> hey, here's my explanation. You think of the best skiers, they're not just fucking sick. They spend fucking months charting out locations to ski. Like, they understand what's, what type of snow is dangerous. Like, they understand what snowpack means, right. what sort of weather contributes to the type of snow that would lead to avalanches. Like, they've done both, right? I mean, the, the true answer is you do both. Like, you try to educate yourself. Right, right. But that's, you that's, I'm talking about not the cream of the crop, more the person who is past the threshold. Then you do it. Then then you do what I did. Like, I, then I have zero qualms about telling you, you fucking build something. Like, yeah. I, I'm all about, like, learning by doing. Uh, in fact, I think if most people engage me in conversation, you'll find, like, my knowledge on most subjects is, like, severely limited. Because, like, yeah. I just don't spend brain power on that. Like, I spend brain power on, like, how do I build this? That's all I want to know. Yeah. Can I build it? Then I do it. And Dude, if- what what I do is I solve the problem, and then I look at the solution. Just like your math homework. And then right. I'm like, why the fuck did that work? Right. <laughs> and I, I just look at the back of the book, basically, mm-hmm. and uh, understand it after the fact. I mean, I, part of, like, part of my... I guess my philosophy is like, I like I think you need to be interested and passionate about something to continue studying it. Like, of course, for, yeah. you know what I mean. I I feel like I can't go left unsaid. Like I like learning anything, you need to spend time on it. And if you don't have like sort of suitable or interesting applications to spend time on, you're never gonna learn it. So that's what like that's what like I, you know, you know I I work a lot. I spent a lot of time, like deriving narratives from D and D, you know, from my thoughts on D and D, and a lot of time building stuff, right? Like with my friends, and it's all game related. It's like the gayest shit ever, right? I think it's cool, uh, <laughs> but most people probably think it's sort of gay. Uh, I'm not sure what your sort of language limit is here. It's oh, I've pretty said gay, much worse. Oh yeah, yeah. Much yeah. Worse yeah. Than you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. right. Um, so like th- that's that's just like my experience and I don't want to like I don't want to say that that's what most people's experiences are like I genuinely believe that like doing something and building something is more important than knowing something yeah yeah but the well, truth you, is you, you get mean, knowledge from the action yeah. and failing or not or being, being successful I mean sometimes but here's the thing you can be successful in computer science or in software engineering and not understand that what you've done is is a fucking Frankenstein yeah. And you should be shot for what you've done. 
You know what I mean? Right. I mean, it's the same thing of jumping off a ski jump, landing the backflip, but then when you watch the video back and you see yourself flailing, you're like, how the (laughs) fuck did I land that shit? (laughs) So, So that's the interesting part of this phenomenon, like where... Uh, there's an individual like component to it where you don't really know where you fall as far as like your skill level or understanding or anything like that versus the actual action of delivering on mm. on evaluating your own skills so you have that feedback loop of saying oh I'm here or I'm here right. and that enables you to get progress and, and engage right. the process of, of getting improving on anything you know right uh, yeah I, I don't know dude I, I it's just a, it's a tough thing to talk about because like it's just so personal um, yeah well, it doesn't have to be I, I, I don't know I, I think about this for a lot of shit just because I feel like I always try to participate and do like be a beginner in a lot of things just so i can you know go back to basics if i was to be impersonal i would say uh find out something you want to build and learn how to google yeah it's the best advice i can give you like figure out something you want to build and learn how to google because i i use google every day like i I don't refer to textbooks or chat gpt go on google i look up Posts uh, from the guy that that. What are you, what are you been asking, Troy? I just been fucking. I've been asking all sorts of shit. Wait, really? Yeah, like, dude. But, uh, so that's how we got on the D and D shit. Like, you can it, you could literally pose like, "Hey, I am a DM in a D in a D and D campaign, and my my player is about to enter a forest." Dude, you know what we should describe do? for them that forest, and it will fucking give you that shit. Huh. You know what we should do? We should make dating profiles and just respond with chat GPT responses. Dude, <laughs> holy shit. The sad thing is that, like, I'm curious if, like, you compared those responses to, like, my own responses, how, you know, what the success rate would be. Dude, <laughs> the thing about uh, chat GPT's WPM is, like, 500. It's <laughs> true. That's true, which is not a bad thing. No, I mean, you're, tr- you're trying to outpace it. I mean, no, I mean, <laughs> she screams, man. Like... Troy, would you marry an AI, dude? If it's one of those ones from uh... Ex Machina, yes, yes, those were this Ex Machina, Machina, whatever. Ex, Ex Machina, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it called um, Ex Machina, dude. Honestly, oh, that's right. I mean, if way, it passes Turing test, we're good, right? By the Who way, I, I used to be kind of like anti technology in that sense where i thought uh like fuck like computers and ai girlfriends and all that stuff i'm starting to change my mind on that like i don't know if it's the worst thing if we're all married in in relationships with robots uh okay in qualify. I feel like it's just too far away. <laughs> I feel like that's too abstract, too far away. <laughs> qualify that statement. No, no, no. Imagine. Not a bad thing. If, All right, Matt, where's the sex doll in your room? <laughs> if, so if, I got this Lana Rhodes ass <laughs> replica. The AI, the ass. Suddenly, if we talked, I would be so mad. La, the Lana Rhodes AI, the ass, has a yeah. different engine <laughs> in the brain. <laughs> no, no, no. No, it's it's if it's indistinguishable, 
also it kind of maybe this is the bad part are humans not ais in their own right or we're just kind of uh responding to stimuli and and learning because of it versus if you had a fucking fair enough if you had a computer that looked like david or looked like troy who is literally simulating the exact same thing you couldn't distinguish then why does it matter yeah i mean if yeah okay it's superficial right if 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 it does yeah i mean if you could it, it's a it, it's a discrepancy between biology versus machine well if there's no discrepancy what matters if you can make a baby with a hot computer is that that's the question right like an amniotic sac is it like it can if you can make a baby with a hot computer does it matter that it's a computer i don't think it does <laughs> yeah i mean I mean, from most perspectives, what does it matter? Like you're. Procreating. I mean, unless we get into the religious part of this, where it's like there's, okay, but there's something sacred about the biology of cells and the reproductive process that it, a computer can't replicate. I don't like religious. I like religious people are thinking about biology of cells. <laughs> to be honest, and they're thinking about fucking computers. They hear that. I think they're like, okay, like they're still not over fucking other human species. Yeah, right, exactly. I, don't, I don't know if we're going to be getting. <laughs> Robots. Does this person soon. believe in Jesus? Then they're not burning in hell. All right. How about this? Jesus did that. How about this? Computer. But I can program a computer to think Jesus okay. is the son of God. This yeah. might be partially I mean, dark. Not a Jew. This might be dark, but it also might be enlightening. I don't know. I haven't said it yet. Uh, you're you're 55, okay. and you you've been married to your wife for 30 years. Okay. Actually, we're 20. Let's say 20 years. Uh, and she passes away mm. from unfortunate circumstances. However, upon her death, a technologist approached me and said, hey, we could recreate her through this computer simulation. She's going to basically behave the exact same way in which she did when she was in a relationship with you, but you sort of are cognizant that this isn't her, her, her natural state she is a just reprogrammed version of herself Mm. but you will not be aware because it's so good other than the fact that we're telling you like how do you respond no no i'm not making a moral or ethical judgment if they told me that she wasn't real i'd say no they're not saying she isn't real they're saying this is this is her they don't have to say if they told okay if they told me hey she's gonna exact She's gonna act exactly like your wife. I probably no. She say no. she is your wife. the The difference is she died in the uh, biological world. She's not quite my wife, though. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. I like. I don't have a. I'm not like. I'm not passing judgment. I'm telling you what I would do, which is that no, that's not my wife. Yeah, I think I'm on That's that. That's fucking weird. I'm on that page, too. Like, and, and I, I can't tell you... I can tell you why it's weird, because my wife died. Uh, <laughs> but, like, it's just weird. And, like, there's Okay, no... how about you're, you're not aware your wife died? And I, so I don't know? Well, what's the point? And what does it matter? Like, well, the matters the is for the previous question is, like, if it doesn't matter, then it matters. Like, if it doesn't matter, all of a sudden... She well, died. that's like, you know, if your wife cheats on you and you don't know, it doesn't matter, you know? Yeah, well, it kind of matters. If, if, if I don't know, yeah, I guess what's the, yeah, what's the fucking question? No, what, what I'm saying is, 
If there's an indecision... It's the old glory right. question. If you don't know it's on the other side, it doesn't no, no, no. matter. The reason why this matters... Give me a hot shit yeah. and she sucked my dick. It's right a now. cheerleader. Yeah. The reason why this matters is because... It's a cheerleader. This sounds fucking high as shit, but what is life in its own essence as far as the experience of you and your environment around you? And that environment consists of people also around you who are interacting with you. It's like a firearm. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't a firework. And so if firework. that if that interaction between you and this AI robot is the exact same as what preceded it with your biological wife, why is that distinguished as different in your view other than the fact that you're aware that there was that cutoff basically between she was operating under her own genetic uh, behavior and responses versus now they have enough data on her to simulate what she would have done and how she would have progressed if she didn't unfortunately die. So emotionally, uh, my response is fuck no. But like, okay, but you're asking not for that response. You're asking for like my rational response. It would be that... I don't quite believe they could get close enough to perfection. Okay, well, let's imagine they could. Well, oh, okay, then, okay, okay, imagine that they could perfect my wife. Well, they're not perfect her, just like, like, well, well, be as close to her as... It's as, a thought experiment, the continuation yeah, of, yeah. but you're aware that the, the biology failed, but then all of a sudden it was recreated through this like energy infused computerized mechanism that made them immortal. Uh, I, I mean, I get it. I'd say no. I feel like this is an easy theoretical exercise. How about for you? Difficult. I'd say no. For you? Fuck that. You wouldn't want to continue living? No. I, I, like wanna, I, don't, I wouldn't being? want to I wouldn't want to be with that. It's weird because I, I know in the back of my mind that my you imagine, okay, you love someone, right? There is an understanding yeah. that there is sort of a compassion, or rather an empathy of their existence, right? That uh, Of their sort of conscious, their consciousness, yeah, right? Uh, sure, there is a replica of your wife that could be with you for the rest of your yeah. days, but their consciousness, if, if you're truly empathetic, their consciousness is ended. So I there's a respect feel- for death. That's what you're saying. Respect for death and, and who they are, right? Like, right. I no, no, no. I, I'm not saying that's bad or anything. I, I agree. No, most, no. Most I things. guess I'm just trying to think about it in my mind. Like, I, that that that'd be my response. Like, if if I love someone, you have you you don't just love uh, like what they are to you. You love um, <laughs> who they were in the world and how they eventually they exited. You love that they existed, right? Yeah, yeah, they love exactly. That they have their own thoughts and feelings. They're gone. Right. No, no, no. That, yeah. that, dude, that's totally reasonable. Can you download someone else's wife? That's <laughs> such a sick question, dude. Well, while we're on the page. Yeah. No, I, dude, the truth is, I think a lot of people say that, and this is not any shade at you, David, but 
I wonder if that technology existed, whether people would actually stay true to it or just be like, I'm broken without this person. If you're offering me this magic solution, I'm going to take it. Wasn't there a Black Mirror on this? It was. I, I mean, fucking Black Mirror sucked. I, mean, <laughs> I fucking... You didn't like Black Mirror? Black, no. Oh, classic. Well, some of them Dude, were good. Some there were suck. three good episodes. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. There I, were I'm some with you there. really good episodes, but the after season one... The was a one, one. Which one was the pedo one? The one where he keeps having to do shit on like a phone call. Oh wait, like a diddler or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, that wait, one was wait, wild, wait. and he has to and he has to like killing some dude in the forest, and that's then they all learn right. that he's a pedophile anyway after he kills the dude in the forest that's or whatever. Fucking right. Well, yeah. that's wait. I thought that was one about the chick. We're like, I'm confusing. That's like that's a later season, but I agree that a lot of, the show is way too high for how many actual like there's good there's episodes like, there were. I've probably underestimated. There's probably like five, and good then episodes. like the whole like DIY show where you have to click shit. I thought was kind of weak. They made a movie or whatever where oh, you like click through it. Yeah. You got to choose your own adventure. Boo! boo. Play D and D if you want to do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, literally, it was like redu- reduce, reduce. <laughs> What is that from? I don't know. I was just I, it's you good. said it's reductive, so then I started saying reduce. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, you can reduce everything down to a simple form. Dude, you also, as far as respecting that decision of your wife dying and not replacing her with an artificial, like consciousness, that's like a deep love that uh, might not actually be prevalent with. Like, the modern state of things, too. Like, how many people are in relationships where it's not even that respectful, where it's actually you are you because of you, and, you know, your death is your death versus, you know... That's kind of dark, but... <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I hope you're fucking happy they're dead. Yeah, or, or you're just happy they're around. It's like, yeah, fucking robot comes by. Hey! Oh, does it still cook? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, dude. <laughs> but, I mean, 50% of us get divorced, you know what I mean? No, I, I get where Matt's coming from. I'm taking a cavalier approach to it. Damn, dude. David's like, uh-uh. <laughs> No, it's it's totally unromantic, dude. Honestly, I it's think more than unromantic, dude. I mean, I feel the same with my friends. Like, I want them to exist outside of my own perception yeah. of them. Right? I just, I just think existence, like uh, us as biological people, there's something special to it. But also, in the theoretical sense, if you had the technology to replicate it, I know personally, maybe it's because of how I view my own ego. Would I even be able to perceive it and anticipate my reaction? Probably not. Like, you know, if, if, if everyone else was a robot right now, I wouldn't be able to know, know, know that. And if I was like, like some god, all of a sudden, given that knowledge, would I just say, all right, everyone dies, including me? Probably not. I would just say, oh, fuck, I guess we're going to keep doing this this game. So. so that's an interesting question. Let's say you find out everyone you knew was a robot. Does that change your answer to that question? Everyone you knew isn't actually physical matter. They're not like, they're not blood and bones. They're a robot. Everyone you knew. Yeah, I think I would continue to... It's like a modern day... What's that movie where he... Uh, 
Uh, I was gonna say I think Westworld, which is the show, oh, uh, is like Truman the, Show, modern day Truman Show. Oh, yeah. a little, yeah. little bit. Oh, but, they but, live. You, the they live. Did yeah, I tell you about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, Dude, yeah. great fucking movie. <laughs> sort of has nothing to do with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they live is about commercialism. In consumerism, yeah. But dude, that's a fucking amazing movie. I didn't know I told you about that. Yeah, dude. But so anyways, funny. honestly, if I actually, if I was bestowed on that knowledge, I'd probably just ignore it and be like, all right, whatever. I'll I'll live in this robot <laughs> landscape. I think I'd do the same. But if it was one individual, I would respond and be ah, you know, fuck this person. I think I'd do the same. Uh, which is. It's not rational, but it is because you have your human instincts where it's like, this is not how it should be, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I think those are valid. I mean, I would do the, I think I do the exact same thing as you. Yeah, if someone's a fucking robot, fuck them. Yo, yo, <laughs> Westworld, fucking great show for one season. Dude, I didn't even watch season one, but I heard it got sucky, so I didn't. Uh, don't fucking watch anything episodes. Dude, season one is a masterpiece. Yeah. The only better season of a show is a True Detective season one. Which oh, is, I heard that too. Also, we're hitting just, home. FYI, we're almost at like the three hour mark, so we fuck. might want to wrap. Sorry, guys. No, 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 this is fun. I can go three more. Dude, I'm. I haven't said shit in like 45 minutes. <laughs> Alright, so, it's. I'm like falling asleep with the We're table. going until 3 a.m., Troy. Dude, right? I would be. Your audio Wait, Isn't there supposed to be a dog here or something? No, it's still next door. It's coming later still. Wow, I'm, probably, I'm supposed to feed it or something. I don't fucking know. Just a dog. Alright, how do we sign off? Uh, well, Matt has, Matt has some. Do you have any. Uh, what do you want, Matt? You're looking up there like you wanted to finish one more thing. Uh, all things are very involved. Actually, uh, fuck, dude. Do you guys know what, like, do you guys know Wonders of the World? Not really. I mean, the Pyramids of Giza. Taj Mahal. Yeah, Taj Mahal. Uh, is Christ the Redeemer one or no? Is it? All right, let's let's no. just play with this for a second, see where it goes. If not, we could cut it. Um, Babylonian pi- gardens. So the wonders of the world, pyra- pyramids of Egypt, and then there's like I think Christ the Redeemer. I don't know uh, if that's actually one or it's just like a faux one. Colossus of Rhodes, right? So why the fuck, by the way? The, this is actually I think mind blowing. Why don't people countries make or sort of invest in these things anywhere why do you guys think that invest in what well, they have to be old invest in in, in yeah but we can start our own one right now the world? they're not current like, future ones also like wonders of the like wonders of the world all right so what i'm trying to so get Christ at Christ the redeemer is one oh shit so why wouldn't uh or so why would i guess what i'm this is just fucking waffling as fuck <laughs> uh, should we fucking build one in our yard <laughs> no what I'm saying what I'm trying to get at is why would people in the past invest in these structures that seemingly have no function? religion no they were big hold my dicks yeah they were literally all it was all religion so why aren't we doing it now cause, cause look cause they you're... are the Mormons are building massive temples what what temples? Are, Mormons are building yeah, massive temples. Yeah, there's temples everywhere. Big Mormon temples. Yeah, you're a Mormon. I'm not, but you go everywhere and you see that.
Oh, they're it's a very Mormon name. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I do not see any pyramids of Giza being. Well, on that. Aren't the pyramids well, small? Does everyone go and go like this? Because because people used to build things for symbolic reasons. Right. So what are those symbolic reasons that have totally vacated our civilization now? Well, the reason of religion. Nowadays, dude, there's still very opulent religious buildings that aren't wonders of the world that exactly, are built today. We yeah. just don't we don't call them wonders well, of the world. Well, right now, nowadays our religion is money, right? Like we build stuff that can rival your wonder of the world. The only difference is they're not historical. You know, people don't have boners for architecture like they used to. I think that's it. Like if you build a super sick. If, what is it? Dubai has the tallest tower it's just, now. It's just no not interesting, right? Yeah, like, no, it's not matter? that good. Right. If you can do so, that. so there must be something to these structures historically. It's not like this. Yeah. The, no, no, no. What I, these? The people who built the pyramids, the Egyptians or the Colossus of Rhodes or whatever, they could have just built something big and arbitrary. There must have been something to that structure in the way it was formed that there was a reason for it. You know. Uh, okay, that's fair enough. Well, like the Colosseum is the first one. Like, I mean, the Colosseum's right. that one's obvious. It has a very obvious purpose. Yeah, for <laughs> letting people fight, and kill. Heads. Yeah. <laughs> kill fuckers. Great yeah. Wall of China, another easy one. Yeah, yeah. wall. Wall, yeah, yeah. <laughs> warding off invaders. So uh, even one, the, even probably the, religious. The pyramids, right? They they were they were essentially tombs, right? I think right. that might be the canon, but I'm not it's sure not if it's true. It's not the actual truth. <laughs> well, I don't think we know. Uh, well, when the aliens with them now, there was nothing <laughs> well, in them. Actually, I have a theory about the pyramids. Chichen Itza? Isn't that oh, where God. they just chopped heads off? What's, the, th- what's, the, what's the pyramid theory? So what is a pyramid? A pyramid is a triangle. What does a pyramid represent? Hit the bomb. Illuminati. No. What's the pyramid? Uh, uh, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, they, they typically have... Five they, they bury uh, the, the uh, pharaohs. Like pharaohs are buried in the. Um, well, I think functionally you're right. I'm. I think like a pyramid structure. Like as a structure, there's a food pyramid. There is a social pyramid. What is it? Yeah, well, that's like, did we invent math or is math there? This is like a philosophical. I mean, exactly. Okay. No, okay. this is the, oh. the interesting <laughs> part of it. Let's get philosophical. Like you know. Uh, uh, if we're talking about like Wait, so what's the question? in society, it's a right? hierarchy. Yeah, exactly. You have the commoners at the bottom, which are the most, which are the most populous, and eventually yeah, you work your way up, and eventually there's one at the. So very why the pyramids were marble with golden tops, right? I think that I think that's just the Illuminati pyramids. No, 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 no. The real original pyramids of Giza had, had golden gold tops? tops, and they were they were made of chiseled marble, right? So, it's true. so they it's were like, white with neon golden. Tops, right, like, right. Roman statues uh, aren't actually white. They're like originally were painted. Were the pyramids crazy as shit? Like David. White. So so David's what? I, balls were originally fucking skin. Yeah. So the the pyramids were white. This is like what they would be back in the time. Seen? They'd be oh, fuck. It's just like the Eiffel Tower used to be green or whatever. Yeah, so that's like the color of the stone oh, that it would have been. So it would be this like bright white structure with a golden. Okay, so hierarchy. I, I mean, I can see that. And so, so, but the question is, is like a hierarchy exists in every society. What's the point of making a monument to it? That's the weird part. Okay, I, I, I think it's just rich people do rich things. I, I think I think it's it. It actually is in part that I think it's also sort of a mechanism of control. Right, because like you can conscript hundreds or thousands of poor people to work on something for the benefit of the establishment and the religion that essentially lends that establishment power. 
Yeah. Right. I think that's just good. It's the modern so, day so, cubicle. So the diff. So the yeah, weird. The weird. Is. The weird part though is why there are multiple ones. Then we're all building the pyramids. Because if multiple if, pyramids. Yeah. So if you're right, there should only be one pyramid because there's only one hierarchy. Why are there multiple ones? I guess I don't really know when because there's three sort of main pyramids that are part of those. Yeah. Are they built at the same time. Yeah. Are they honoring different. I mean, you have to assume that uh, the fact that they're right next know. to each other. I, I mean, I. I I wish I could give you a good answer. I just don't know. I feel about like them. there's a fuckload of pyramids out there. We just so what I actually think is the hierarchy is accurate, but it's actually it's not a social proposition. It's more of an economic one, where what the pyramid represents is when you have a platform and you say this is. Um, how do I explain this? Here's our platform. Here's our pyramid. People trade in this ecosystem, this social environment, mm -hmm. and different people rise to different classes within the social pyramid, right? So you have the merchants who rise their way like halfway, and then you have the elite that get to the very, very tippy top. Okay. It never ends there, right? <sighs> it never, like, Social organization economically never just peaks. So you never just reach the end of the pyramid. What's the only thing that actually changes that is when a new platform is invented, when is a new pyramid invented. So the reason why there's multiple is because you invent one sort of platform, different people seek their riches on that platform. So there's commoners building something there is a class that's supporting that financially and then there's a ruling class going to the top who's reaping all that benefits but in that process a new platform is invented that enables all this new wealth to be created it doesn't work to keep stacking on top of the same pyramid you need to create a new pyramid for that new trade and economic scenario to exist does that make sense at no, all? no it does it does. So the best way I, I could try to explain it is like in modern terms, like one pyramid of the modern age is like the internal combustion engine, right? Like once we figured out how to make an internal combustion engine, that was a technology that created this whole new pyramid. And at the base, there were people who were uh, funneling in capital to build the pistons, to like like farm the fuel, to make the parts and then all of a sudden on top of that there were like cars built and then on top of that there were like planes built and then there was all these delivery services and then all of a sudden there was people who are making all this money off of all this shit but it sort of ends because that technology has its own limits and then so people after that are looking for the new economic opportunity to to deliver on so you know fast forward in time you have people who discover how to make transistors. All of a sudden, that's a new pyramid that is invented where then that whole new class structure is able to develop in a new way. So you have a transistor that's invented, which is the base of the pyramid. And then you have computer hardware, there's CPUs and memories and all these things built on top of that. And then there's operating systems on top of that. And then all of a sudden there's applications for what these operating systems can do. And then all of a sudden there is a networking opportunity of how we connect these, these, these pieces of hardware, which they're not, they're parallel platforms, you know? So I think 
maybe that's exactly what these civilizations were trying to uh, project for what they're honoring is in our society we have these these fundamental building blocks of technology that represent why we're able to do what they do and the, like the weird uh irony of it is they used that technology at the time to build the pyramids themselves so they didn't have like computers and internal combustion engines they just had weird tools to build the pyramids themselves so it's like uh you know they figured out cranes and they figured out how to like use manpower and then eventually to get to the top of that pyramid it took a whole new different type of technology to raise that brick of rock versus lay mm. that very 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 beginning brick of rock you know so it was the perfect metaphor for exactly what they represent does that make sense at all no it it does in fact i ain't a single <laughs> fuck i get it but i don't understand what question you're I heard, answering i heard everything you this said this was like this is like sitting down with matt <laughs> i did his book and just <laughs> talks for 10 minutes about <laughs> what <laughs> just happened i should have brought my wheat pen that was a the wheat pen's were I, hit i was i was yeah, 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 the wheat word you said okay uh, i um i uh i have to disagree okay well i think you're right in a lot of counts i just think okay I had to pee so bad. I Let's talk about like I Christ the Redeemer, right? I don't think it's an expression. Yeah, yeah. you're going to the different one that doesn't what, tell. What are what are what? It's it's not like consciously. This is how we express our technology. It's more like consciously our expression of, uh, you know how far we've come and the, the heights we've reached are literally like, this is how we display how much we love Jesus. Yeah. So like, okay. So I'm not really disagreeing with you. I guess I'm just like sort of um being pedantic i suppose but like the pyramids to me aren't like we built one and then we had to outdo ourselves and uh you know then there's a transistor technology then there's the combustion engine i guess it so, so what i was describing is, is like more of a metaphor of how I just economic processes i don't work. think it's constant i don't think and how they're honoring them in the same way that you would honor a religion as it develops okay. and come up, come up with the christ the dreamer I, I just, that's that's kind of the point i just think your logic is more like there's sort of subsequent steps whereas like you said the word parallel i think it's more parallel i think like I, so we're applying like sort of rationality and like logic to these people I think that's an unfair thing to do. I, I like legitimately think yeah. like no, no, it, no, was, it was um, it was you know pharaohs or people uh, religious people afraid to die or wanting to make their mark on the world that conscripted yeah. hundreds or thousands of poor people to create monuments to that, uh, and the pyramids of Egypt are just a result. I don't think yeah. there is No, that's any... probably the more likely situation. I just I guess if you go to the non evidence base uh position <laughs> which is more interesting where it's like <laughs> yeah. like if I was the pharaoh of Egypt and I was dying, would I really fucking make these pyramids be made? I don't know. I feel like I would just be jerking off but, in my bed. But, but like, Unless I really believed in some weird representative... But but you, you, you like, like put yourself in the mind... Of course you want to because, like, you genuinely believe as a pharaoh, like, because of your belief in religion, you have an afterlife. You're a fucking pharaoh. Your afterlife yeah. is just, like, fucking bitches and hot cheetos for the rest <laughs> of eternity. Like, yeah. of course... Unless... 
unless these civilizations were more advanced than we're giving credit which from, in which case it would be maybe more consistent with what I'm proposing. Because if they understand I am an emperor, I'm a pharaoh, how do I leave a legacy? Because that's the question we think now in the modern world. So if they're more modern back then than we're giving them credit for, why the fuck wouldn't they think about how to, uh, you know, cement that in history? In which case, they'd be thinking more about these these re- like symbols, basically, right? Yeah. Which is, you know, arguably why you would create them. Like yeah. like like, uh, it's not like you're trying to make the best tombstone for yourself you're just trying to uh take your life and like re like create closure is the best way to put it and the best way if you're an advanced person you're a pharaoh you're an an elite might be to like work on something that actually represents more than you we do that so why can't people of the past do that i i'm not arguing you man (laughs) Yeah, we, we gotta play this one out. All right, here's what we right, play. I, I gotta piss what, what is it? What, what is written on your tombstone? I gotta up pee and I'll come back. I gotta pee too. I'm gonna play an AI generated song due to our AI. Wait, really? I, it's on YouTube. This is sick. It's right. called On the Edge AI generated rock music composed by Ava. Artificial intelligence visual artist. All right, what's written on my tombstone? Wanna go first? Uh. Sure. Um, what's written on my tombstone is uh, should have got 99 Runecraft in it. <laughs> That's what's written on my tombstone. There's a thing on Reddit where like this one lady went around and like did cooked recipes from like recipes that people had on their gravestones. It was mostly like cookies and shit because it was grandma's. And I was like, now that it's that, I want to put something like really shitty, like some really terrible recipe on my. <laughs> Dude, so I was like, wow, this person had shitty food. Uh, it's so bad. Fuck. Dude, now I sort of understand what you guys say by, like, the fact that, like, two hours goes by really quick. Yeah. That was the problem. It goes by quicker when I, like, I'm, like, fucking exhausted. So it goes by quicker, too, if it's earlier in the night. Yeah. These late night ones, like, start to, like, take a toll. Yeah, man. It's actually the sun's. It's not terrible. I've heard worse music. Yeah, I've heard way worse music. Yeah, I mean, I've heard Nicki Minaj before. So, holy shit, I gotta piss so fucking bad. <laughs> All right, let's see. All right. Is David on this song? What? No, say I generated some. This is actually an AI? Yeah, it's an AI generated rock song. So no one ever made this before? No. Ava.ai. It's a, we could probably... Dude, they, uh... The conundrum of AI was they thought it was going to be used for more functional reasons, right? Like, oh solve my car insurance problems but it's being used way more for subjective like art purposes shitty chatbots and uh deep fake porn (laughs) (laughs) i still haven't tried the oculus porn we should do an app with it (laughs) that would be except not cranking it out that'd be nsf dub all right
Do you have anything? Any last thoughts? Our AI song is about to end. We need to uh, in the shower. Damn, it's full forty. Holy shit. Yeah, I'm. Here, I'm gonna. I'm gonna end this. No, no, we have to do a, a readout. Readout of what? Actually, fuck, fine. What, what, what are we gonna read out? Oh, I, I don't know if we were doing a song out. Oh, I was doing the AI song. David read what was gonna be on his tombstone. And I said what would be on mine. Okay. Do you wanna do what's on yours? My tombstone? Yeah, here lies Matt. What's written on your tombstone? Here lies Matt. The pyramid. Here lies Matt. Is he still alive? <laughs> <laughs>